Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm Ray from the House of Zod. So it sounds like just as I've gotten better, Ray's gotten sick. So, <laughs> I know. Yes, there Look is. Look into but, that if you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't worry. I'm well aware of the, the mute button. So if I do start coughing and spluttering, it shall be taken out for sure. But how, hello, yeah. hello, Connor. How are you? How are things? Well, I mean, I've been sick for over a month now, as you probably know, because I complain about it a lot. <laughs> and I, I had my first workout again today, which oh, nice. feels really good. Because I have a fitness test coming up again in about a month. So, you know, want to make sure I'm... It must be pretty hard. It just must be pretty mm-hmm. hard, like, with, you know, with the pandemic and all. I mean, I don't know how it is up there, up north, but you oh, guys have been affected. Yeah, but you guys have been affected, right? So it's been quite... Oh, yeah. I'm, it's been disruptive, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Like, even now, one of our places is only doing, like, one night a week. And, yeah. um, you know, the nearly went... Uh, no, it did go bankrupt, actually, during COVID last year. Had oh. to uh, rebrand with the surname as well, because that's like the law. If you go bankrupt and you do a new company, oh, you have to okay. use surname in there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that is rough. Uh, but, like, right now, the only thing that gets in the way are, like, 3D lockdowns and stuff. So, okay. And um, at the other place, they're always whining because there's, like, you know, they can't do big tournaments uh, right now, which is, you know, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Anyway, what, what about you? Uh, yeah, it's... It, um, I know listeners, especially those overseas, so Australia's... I mean, well, our state, at least, has... We've kind of gone the other Classic. way. Sorry? Classic Sydney. Um. Classic Sydney, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's great to hear. Like the likes of, I was talking to Rebecca before about and how they're slowly trying to get used to going back to the norm. Uh, yeah, we've been slapped with a with a couple of weeks lockdown mm. because there's been an outbreak. It looks like it's getting worse. Um, and when you say that you know you're back in training, kind of that's great. I mean, I, I just a little bit envious as well because a um, bit of cabin fever, being stuck in here. Uh, so everything, yeah. yeah, we're not allowed out apart from essential yeah. shopping, that sort of stuff. Uh, so it gets it's a bit of a grind. But look, you know, if we can have a, if we still have our health and all that, then I'm, I'm pretty happy. Oh yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, it, it's uh, a little bit different down here uh, in Zodland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day I go on Twitter, and the top of my thing is Sydney case is growing. Oh, mm. Seventy-seven uh, today. Far out. Not Ray's fault, by the way. Ray, not Ray's my a responsible fault. citizen. I cough. Yep. There, there's a lot of idiots still in our country. So there are plenty of idiots. I, I I'm going to go further, Connor, and say there are plenty of idiots <laughs> in the world. I think I'd be fair Good. to say. Yeah, we're we're doing pretty well compared to the rest of the world. Like I saw yeah. people posting about like they're getting asked why they're wearing masks outside now oh. that the lockdown over there is over, but that never happens here. Mm. Like you no. wouldn't in Australia you would never get asked why you're still wearing a mask unless it was some, you know, really angry person or something. Like Yeah, you so might that, that's crazy to me when I heard that. Mm. I know. Anyway, we can only learn to live with the idiots, Connor. That's all we can do. Or we could take the Zod approach. Oh, I like that. I'll have to... You know, but then he still has to live with them. They'll just be serving him. Like, <laughs> Bring I, I my like tea! The... And then I co- watched... <laughs> Sorry? No, I, I had my sister and stuff over a while ago, like a couple of months ago, but we watched that 
Superman Red Sun again. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Because I, I gave it to the mum's husband for a gift, and we all watched it. Even though I didn't like it, I watched it again. Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking, man, if only we had oh, glorious communist Superman <laughs> in charge, you know, there'd be no problem. Um, just a little lobotomy, you know, only if yeah. you act up, though. So. <laughs> oh, no. Um, uh, yeah, well, you know, maybe. Come on, man, crush Iron Fist, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so first off, uh, big thanks to our patrons, Tasman mm. and Russell. Thank, Thank you. you guys Thank so you much. both. Um, you know, every every bit helps. Yes. Uh, you know, and as I said, our goal, uh, we'll have like more commentaries and stuff like that. Once we reach our goal, mm. we'll be able to upload more. Exactly. Because um, we're... Our fortnightly schedule, uh, A, it's because, you know, we have other stuff to do. But B, if we ever want to do commentaries and stuff, we can literally only fit two yeah, episodes right. exactly. in, in a month. So, yes, uh, we could go down the road of compromising the audio quality to squeeze more in our quota. But we want yeah. the best, the very best for our listeners. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Obviously not ideal. Um no. Uh, early warning as well. Uh, we have a bonus episode coming up. Uh, as we mentioned before, we will be talking about Hercules slash Heracles. We'll be talking, we'll talk a little bit about him in general, and uh, then we'll be doing like a review of the first book in the Heracles trilogy entitled Son of Zeus. Mm. Uh, it's not a long read, so you know, I if you're interested in it, I'd highly recommend picking it up. It's like I think what it was like. Cost two or nothing. three dollars. Two two Australian dollars, right? Yeah, absolutely nothing. Like, which is about a buck know, American, whatever. So it's for nothing. a whole book, uh, yeah. because it's digital only. So yeah, uh, but yeah, Son of Zeus, uh, Heracles trilogy uh, by Glyn Iffy. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, Scottish, yeah, right? So, it must be Scottish or something. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, somewhere over there. Uh, I'll, I'll look into it more for when we actually do the episode. But um, yeah, so there's, um, and we'll be doing the other two as well. Yeah, not right away because um, we haven't read them yet. But like, so if you want to read and read along with us, you know, oh, yeah, that's a great cool. idea, actually. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, we're, we're one book ahead already. But um, if you, yeah, if you want to read read along with books two and three, um, yeah, or just yeah, just read the book first before. Um, before yep. listening to our bonus episodes, it's it's good. It's yeah. a really good, uh, uh, you know, without spoiling anything, it is a really enjoyable read. Uh, very easy. Yep. You'll burn through it pretty quickly. So um, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so, yeah, that's exciting. And uh, uh, news, uh, Richard Donner died uh, yeah. this week, yeah. I believe. Lethal Weapon, yeah. Yes, Lethal Weapon. Man, I I hate Lethal Weapon. No no disrespect yeah. to the dead, but I think that movie and its sequel are its sequels are crap. Oh my god. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, look, it, it may have date it may have dated. Um No, but, I don't think it's dated. I think it's always been like uh, I think if I saw that in the eighties, I would have hated it then. They were cool. <laughs> oh, it was great fun. I no, love it. Everyone loves them. I don't yeah. like people love they're like they are your classic traditional buddy cop. Yes, absolutely. But the 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 part where it really lost me is at the end of the first one, where the the cops are surrounded the bad guy, and Mel Gibson's wrestling him on the ground, and then the partner's like, "No, wait, he's got to work this out. You know, he's got to 
<laughs> oh, it's been so long. I can't, I can't, I can't, oh, was, I can't remember. It's been. You talking Danny Glover saying that? Yeah. Oh wow. It was too much. Too much for me. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So he did uh, Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are like the really big ones he did. He did Lethal Weapon, The Goonies, um, just another classic, and uh, 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 The Omen. Huge, huge yeah. in horror. You know, yeah, yeah of course. Um, and I got to like, like none of the articles are mentioning The Omen. I'm like, The Omen, man, come on, it's a classic. Yeah, uh, I saw you online. So <laughs> mentioned that creepy kids, like that's where you know. Uh, yeah. And then obviously Superman the movie. Um, you know, which, uh, regardless of how you feel about the movie, which most people love it. Oh, yeah, um, they it, do. It, it, it's, um, it, it's, you know, a classic in cinema. I mean, you can't oh, yeah. Like, and, yeah. like, superhero movies, as we know, probably wouldn't be as they are without that movie. So, mm. um, cutting edge know. effects back in the day. Cutting edge. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I rewatched it, you know, just, just to honor him and I. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really enjoy it, but like, you know, again, I, I do love the the first two acts or whatever. But yeah, I just, just couldn't. Um, Chris Reeve, though, you know, nothing wrong with his performance, and and the directing itself is really good. And you know, like, I, I, look, if you want to hear our thoughts on Superman the movie, check out episode ten of the oh, podcast. Wow, you remember we, that from the okay, cool. Yes, uh, where we crossed over with Krypton Report and we did part two over on Krypton Report. Um, yeah, the movie's but, fine. It's yeah. good. It's uh, you know, I just I just have problems with it, but it's fine. It's good. Uh, that was episode ten. Jeez, we must have been like we must have been like fifteen, sixteen years old or something when that happened. <laughs> Ages yeah, ago. Freaking hell. <laughs> uh, but it was a while ago. A very early collaboration, Krypton Report, as well. Uh, that was a lot of fun recording. And we, we that was... it's not just me trashing it. We go through it. We talk about you know because because Ray and the others, I think they all like it. Hmm. You know. Um, oh yeah, no, yeah, I do. I, I mean, it, that was really part of my childhood. Um, so there's that, yeah. oh, that sentimentality. Yeah, yeah. Like when I seriously got into Superman, it was because of that movie. You yeah, know? like that was the gateway. Um, uh, so yeah, that that was pretty big. Um, he's a cool guy, so he was still writing comics for a bit. He co-wrote Last Son with Jeff Johns. Oh, he wrote uh, comics he, as well. Yeah, I, I think. Not many. I think it was mostly like co-writing. And he co-wrote okay. uh, Bizarro World with right. Jeff Johns as well. Um, I look at what he did. Last Sun was very good. I really liked that. Because yeah. you uh, know, kind of ta- yeah. The last time we yeah. reviewed a comic written by a a film industry person, i.e., John Cleese, didn't didn't end well. I was I was wondering. <laughs> wait, who was he talking about? Then? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love how the Omen 3 is called The Final Complex, but there's a fourth movie. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like that with all horror movies. So it's uh, Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. Well, you and know. you still have like six movies afterwards. <laughs> subvert, subvert your expectations. It surprises yeah. you. Hello. Okay, so he did. Uh, oh, he co-wrote some of Action Comics with Jeff Jones. Not sure which issues. Oh, right. And uh, he did Last Sun and Escape from Bizarro World with Jeff Johns as well. Okay, wow. Um, you know, so... Uh, yeah, and Escape from Bizarro World was done by the guy who does... The, the, the artwork was done by the guy who does The Goon. Um, oh, uh, Eric Powell? Yes, Eric Powell. Right. Uh, so right. that was a very interesting story, um, you know. 
uh, like I think uh, Bizarro himself is quite interesting in that. And but, uh, yeah, so, so that was pretty big news. Um, and you know that that Superman the movie actually that recently got uh, immortalized, as it were, in the American Film Institute or whatever. And I think oh, there's from what I understand, the only two superhero movies in there are The Dark Knight and Superman. 1978 so oh wow really yeah jeez i don't think Thor: the dark world's making it anytime soon i'm sorry right? <laughs> <laughs> the dark knight the first one from is that right oh, no that's, that's the second one second one oh right yeah yeah that one's yeah. Uh, batman begins right yeah yeah okay cool yeah yeah so um you know and uh does that wrap us up i think that wraps us up right not for the episode, but for news and all that sort of stuff. New, we got patrons. Uh, yeah, um, apart from just maybe some comics that you have uh, Ooh, caught fair. up on. Thank yeah. you. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, haven't caught up on Superman yet. I've read Batman Superman 18. It's fine. Um, I'll wait till I finish the arc. But uh, uh, catching up, Superman Red and Blue. Like, first two issues were good, right? Mm-hmm. But they're a bit of a hot, bit of a mix and mash because that's the nature of anthologies with different rising artists. But then oh, three okay. blew me away. Okay, three who, was like, wow. Who, who wrote three? Oh, it was a bunch of people in uh, three. Oh, uh, it's a, sorry, it's it's an anthology within the issue. You mean like I, I thought? Yeah, you meant... yeah. So each issue has about four or five stories oh, with different okay. creative teams. I thought I thought every uh, issue had it. Okay, right. So three, I'm like, wow, this is really good. And then four, well, that was awesome. Really? The Bizarro okay. birthday story? Oh, my God. In fact, four has two Bizarro stories in there. And Mr. McSpitlick shows up twice. So nice. you know you're going to a good time, you know. The, fir- the first story by Mark Wade with Mr. McSpitlick, and it's really, you'd like it, Ray, like uh, but... Superman invades his dimension. Oh, cool. <laughs> Has that ever happened and... before? Was that like I a... don't think so. Okay, um, cool. That's great. And he and there's one point where he starts giving like like a very generic Superman speech to Mister McSpitlick, like you know your powers. You think they cause mischief, but they cause damage. And Mister McSpitlick oh. just banging his head on the wall, like please make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very funny. Um, and that wasn't even the best one. So that I'm really pleased with those. I definitely uh. You know, once it's out in a trade, I definitely want to do it on the show. Uh-huh. Um, at some point, I think Ray would like them as well. There's a lot to talk about there. Um, and I like anthologies. Yeah, oh, no, I like anthologies as well. I might just have to wait for the trade or something. To get yeah, it. I'd, I'd love to get it all on the hardback, you know, because I, oh, yeah. I think issue five will be out, and it's only six issues, so it's nearly done. Um, okay. So remember... I remember we talked about it way earlier. If we mm. wanted to do issue one, and you said you wanted to do it like properly, if we did it, so yeah, yeah. Um, well, it just seems like it, it seems to have that. It lends itself to that sort of thing, just because it, it. I don't know. It it set itself apart from. Definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. Just a regular series or any other specials that you'd come across. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so that's been good. I was, I've, you know, I've uh, read three and four, and I've been in a really good mood afterwards after reading both of those, so it's always nice. Nice. And then you watch um, the Superman movie. That <laughs> <laughs> didn't put me in a bad mood, but I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, so, uh-huh. yeah, today, uh, oh, do you want to fly back to 1938 first? 
Yeah, that's a fair bit, but uh, we can do it. (laughs) Yeah, we can do it. Let's do it. Up, 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 up and and away. Hello, I'm Alan. I'm Rebecca. And if you're listening to this, then we recommend that you check out our podcast, the DCAU Podcast. Well, we watch the original DC animated movies, starting from Batman Mask of Phantasm and continuing on to Justice League, Dark, Apocalypse War, and beyond. And we will cover such heroes as Batman, Superman, The Batman, Wonder Woman, Victorian Steampunk Batman, The Flash, Batman Beyond, Green Lantern, Old Man Batman Martian Manhunter And plenty more versions of Batman Lots and lots and lots of Batman You can find the DCAU podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or anywhere else that you can get podcasts by looking up the DCAU podcast and subscribe today Okay, so we're back, and this might be familiar, we're at Action Comics 1. Yes. So, for astute listeners, we in we covered this issue in depth in episode 2 of our podcast. Uh-huh. And we also, so today, we're going to be doing his definitive origins pre-crisis. So there's a Golden Age origin, and there's a Silver Age slash Bronze Age origin, but like these... The Golden Age one has had about three t- retellings, but, like, it'll make sense once we go through it. Uh, and we're doing that because, personally, I wanted Ray to have a frame of reference for eventually when we do, like, Man of Steel and Birthright, just as to why various people might have been upset with the new continuity and stuff yeah, like that. that's fair enough. And um, I kind of wanted just to cover a more classic origin instead of those origins, which are, like, subvert order things, I guess. Um mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, go on, right? Oh, no, just saying that, yeah, that's that's fair enough, um, because, you know, having done this as well, it really, I guess, will cement in my mind, because it's still kind of flittering about, about this whole <laughs> pre-origin, New 52, Rebirth, all that sort of pizzazz, post-crisis, uh, all that stuff, you know, yep. that's a big... Uh, so let's do the origins of, uh, of pre we're doing pre-crisis, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm interested to see the the massive differences. I know, um, like overarching, like the differences, what they are. Connor and I we've talked about yeah. them before about the levels of power. Um, yeah. So it'll be good to actually really kind of cement this as to what is what. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. We're not going to be talking about like much about behind the scenes stuff with how Superman was created and stuff because we do all mm-hmm. that in yeah. episode two. Yeah. Uh, so we're just strictly going to be focusing on like the origin and the fictional content of it uh, because we've already done a breakdown of Act Comics one, yep. um, and it's you know it's a good comic Even, and you know we concluded that by Golden Age standards it was quite exceptional. Well, we definitely both read Golden Age material. Yeah, definitely yeah. compared to <laughs> Namor, the Submariner stuff. 
Let's bring that up again. And I love the something. character, but like it's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's pretty hard uh, to read. And I, I think it's interesting that you know back back then comics are obviously primitive, but there's still degrees of quality mm. throughout. Um, you know, but uh, yeah. So action one, uh, we're just going to be covering the first page. <laughs> yeah, which is his much. origin. So we start off. Um, and we talked about this before today again. So we start off with like a brief shot of Krypton, which I really like. It's evocative, green mountains, you know, looks alien. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if anything, uh, there's there's not much there's not much um, information on on Krypton. Yeah, we don't even get its name. No, it, it's just a spaceship that's that's uh, leaving this planet towards Earth. Yeah. So, so yeah. I guess so it's fair to say they haven't by old age. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a passing mur- so the rocket flies off and it lands on Earth, but a passing murderer discovers it and turns the child over to an orphanage. Mm-hmm. So and it, you know we have a baby Clark lifting a chair over his head, and then you know as his powers develop, he starts leaping and lifting up girders and stuff. So he, you know he's uh, when maturity was reached, he discovered he could easily leap. Eighth, eighth of a mile, one hurdle, a 20-story building, raise tremendous weights, which is a big steel girder, and run faster than an express train. And, and that's that nothing all... less... Sorry. Yeah. And that, that is a recurring theme that, you know, they stick with. One of the recurring themes that we see, uh, definitely against yeah. the train. The train was such a, I guess, a, a, such an important element. You know, back in the mm. day, it was powerful, it was fast, it was, you know... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a good... Um, barometer to to gauge Definitely. superman with yeah yeah it's kind of interesting when you think about it yeah you mentioned that it's like how superman's kind of scaled up with technology mm. as well because oh, uh, yeah. obviously yeah. you know with lifting up girders yeah you know, now you'd have to equate that to well like i guess faster than the train well there's things a lot faster than trains now so you'd have to make him faster than those yeah. things yeah um, exactly yeah uh so you know uh, and nothing less than a bursting shell could penetrate his skin. So back to Golden Age Superman, who could be, you know, significantly less powerful than what we have today. Mm-hmm. Uh, An early Clark decided he must use his titanic strength in, to channels that would benefit mankind, and so was created Superman, champion of the oppressed, the physical marvel who has sworn to devote his existence to helping those in need. And I love these, how we get a scientific explanation. Mm. So they essentially say, think about ants and grasshoppers, but like... Uh, you know, applied to a human sort of size and scale. So, mm. I, I, like, I like, yeah, I like this. This is um similar to, I guess, like what a lot of Stan Lee would do as mm. well, and that would be yeah. to apply. Let's apply science and let's take it to the extreme. And, and, yeah. But you know, you still make it kind of believable if you tether it to having some mm. sort of explanation, you know, without just saying, oh, totally. a whole lot of gobbledygook. It, it, you know, we all know about ants and their proportional strength. You know, we all know grasshoppers. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. It, and that way, when we read about Superman doing stuff, we can apply it in our head like, okay, yeah, you know, that's how it works. Instead of like, hey, is this magic or yeah. you know, it feels like magic? It's like, oh, this is grounded in some sort of logic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the first origin. <laughs> Very first Superman origin. One page. Uh, obviously, they didn't have the space to do everything they wanted. But, like, um, you know, 
Uh, I mean, it's still good. Like, this Action Comics 1 in general is good, um, mm. as we talk about. And, like, it, these comics have, these Golden Age comics have aged quite well. Um, they're not like, they haven't aged so well that they're like modern comics, but, you know, they're, yeah. they're readable and entertaining even to this day. Yeah. Um, uh, there's something nice as well about just how concise this origin's done, yes. like a one and done. You, you, you know, it's, so it's just the first simple. page. <laughs> yeah, sorry? It's so simple. I love it. It is. Very simple, but you get you get the broad brushstrokes. You know exactly all about this character now. In a nutshell, look, they don't even talk about uh, X-ray vision or heat vision or anything no. like that or arctic breath, but, you know, that will come later as, as I guess the character develops. But you're just yeah. meant to know that this character is beyond, like, human. And, and of course, as well, back in the day, like, as you mentioned, Connor, with the train and it all being relative, um, this would be, like... This would be mind blowing, you know, for people reading yeah. it, going, "Whoa, I can't believe someone can yeah. leap this high and run this fast and live that stuff." Yeah. So, yeah, um, th- like there was the only thing. Yeah, sorry. The only thing kind of similar was, I think, was like John Carter. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. You know, and I'm not sure how high John Carter could leap, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll see like, later on as we go. There, there are recurring threads that Definitely. they they still, you know. Um, well, they expand upon, actually, which is really good. One of the things that surprised me when I first kind of read this, Connor, was um, because, again, as mentioned before, having grown up with the Richard Donner Superman film, yeah, uh, that was my Bible for the most part, was oh, yeah. was uh, Clark being sent to the orphanage. Like, I didn't... Yeah, like, I, I think that's what throws most people. Yeah, exactly. But that that's right from the start. You get it right here in this first page. And again, yeah. they they stick to that in the subsequent origin tales, um, so that becomes a thing. Yeah, no. Even in the Silver Age, I think it's still like a mm. brief. Well, they they leave. We'll get we'll get to that later. But um, yeah. So you know, again, like so, there's no Jorel, or he's not named. Like Jorel was in their heads at this point. Like he existed, but they couldn't fit him onto the page. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no Kents. There's no Kents. Yeah, the parents. Uh, you don't um, even know. Yeah. And what I really like about this is, you know, early on, Clark decided to help. And it just got me thinking, like, you really don't need an explanation for why he decided to help, right? Like, you'd assume a decent person with those powers would try to help humanity. Mm. Like, I don't think you need these convoluted speeches from Kent's or mental figures or, like, Jor-El to decide to help humanity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've, which is, I'm not saying they're bad, like, having speeches from the Kents and stuff is fine and has been iconic as well, um, but, like, it's just, it's, like, so simple, I love about it, like, he helps because he's a good person. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess with the, these sorts of things as well, there's only two, yeah. there'd be two results, he'd be either do good or he'd turn evil, and it, I think back in the day, you know, as you're saying, it, it is primitive comics back in the day, they wouldn't yeah. be releasing titles on on villains. You know, we we have that today, which is good, and people love their anti heroes and their villains. But this was very much your, your kind of, um, you know, your clear cut, you know, superhero. Yeah. So he grows up, and and he's he's just a a, a do gooder, you know, and that's it. Yeah. There's only do gooders, and there's villains basically in this uh, in this tale. And to be honest, as a Superman origin, like if, if this was serious, if I 
very hypothetical, but if this was all of a sudden Superman's canon origin, like I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I think it has just what you need, an explanation for his powers. And, uh, you know, he's Clark Kent, he's Superman, and he does good stuff. No, no like, crypto, uh, Connor. No crypto. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean, right? It's, it's really stripped yeah, down. Yeah, I like, I yeah, think yeah. Everything else is superficial. Like, um, I don't, like, obviously as comics have evolved, like, they just have a tendency to really over-explain things, mm-hmm. which we'll get when we do modern Superman origins. Yeah. But even, like, oh, it's really important we need Superman's motivation. It's like, is it important that we get that? His motivation is to, you know, help people, right? Yeah. But do we I need, get... like, a huge explanation for how he came to the conclusion, I want to help people, you know? Yeah. Well, but that that's it. That's, like, um, that's what happens, I guess. I mean, you've got this material, this source material, and over time, yeah, you know, you're going to poke through well. all the corners. Yeah, you're going to try and uncover everything. You're going to really scrutinise the whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, that's always part and parcel of the the gig, I guess. I mean, I get it for Batman, because you have to have an explanation of why this dude is dressing up as a bat. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> yeah. uh, but for me, for Superman, as you said, it makes sense. It's just part of how storytelling evolves. But for me, yeah. it's just like, Superman's a good guy. He helps people. That's all I need, you know? Yeah, that's uh, it. I think they just go a bit overboard sometimes with explaining why Superman is devoted to helping people. Like, I don't think that's uh, something that really needs that much attention. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. Um, but, yeah. And I, I, some people love that stuff, I'm sure. You oh, know, yeah, but, I'm sure uh, it would be, yeah. For me, and, like, I'm not, I'm not saying I hate it. It's just reading this, it was just kind of refreshing, you know, not yeah. to have this convoluted sort of... Nice and simple. You must help people, Kal-El, uh, you know, that's your purpose, or Park Kent going, you know, you have to, you know, champion humanity and stuff, which we even get in the next couple of issues. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, that was the origin portion of Action Comics 1, uh, which is one page. Mm-hmm. And now we are going to go to Superman 1. Superman 1, yep. I'm just pulling that up right now as well. Very oh, nice. And for people squirming in their seats, uh, we are aware that uh, the name Superman by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster was originally a supervillain, Reign of the Superman, and he was bald. It was like oh, a sci-fi yeah. two-page story. Um, right. Uh, oh, sounds like... And he was bald. Yeah, it wasn't a comic though. Okay, it was like a short sci-fi story. Um, it's kind of like sounds like Lex. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, that that parallel's definitely been yeah. drawn. Um, of course, Lex wasn't bald for a while, but uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but we did have the Ultra Human Knight who was bald before he was a gorilla. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I just remember. Him. So I only remember them in their in their. You know, more memorable guises. Ultra Human oh, as a gorilla, yeah. and Lex bald as a cue ball. That's how I would yeah. say I remember. Anyway, they're iconic. Um, <clears throat> so you have Superman. Uh, I mean, everyone knows comic cover action comics one. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's smashing the car and the guy's horrified. But Superman one, he's kind of leaping up. Um, you know, it's this oval. He's inside, and I mean, just look up Superman one cover if you don't know it. I'm uh, sure, I actually have yeah, this. It's pretty. It seems to me it rings like it is a, you know, almost iconic. It, it seems very familiar. So, 
they've used it a lot. Yeah. Um, they used this pose in Red Sun. They used this for um, uh, John Kent. Okay. His new series is a spin on this. Oh, right. Uh, been hit stuff. I think Spider-Man used this pose at one point. Um, that was oh. an obvious homage. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've seen it everywhere. It's not as iconic as action. No, 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 not at all. Um, but you know, uh, I have, I actually have this on my wall. I got it from a game store. Uh, it's like a, it's like a canvas that you mount on the wall. Oh, nice. Yep. And it's just the the cover with like the text as well, the complete story of the daring exploits, blah blah. But yeah, it's it's really nice. Um, and uh, so. For anyone else knows, Superman 1, I believe it's it collects about the first seven issues of Action Comics, like the first... Because Action Comics wasn't just Superman. Mm, he was yeah. the main feature, but there was backups. There was Zatara, actually, yes. who's a DC hero, uh, father of Zatanna, um, which is another reason I think those two should cross over. But anyway, uh, you know, but this is collecting just the Superman stuff in the first seven issues of Action Comics. Mm-hmm. And I want... We're only, going to, we're only going to be doing the origin, but I want to cover this on the show at some point because okay. it's a good issue and it covers, like, those first seven issues of Action Comics are good. Um, and it's still good by today's standards. And, like, mm-hmm. when I was skimming through it, I'm like, hey, this stuff is still happening today. <laughs> so yeah, I think it would make for a fun discussion. Um, like poor conditions for workers, you know, yeah. uh, how stupid war is, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so this origin is doubled in length to the last origin. We get two pages this oh, time. Oh my gosh. And we get the iconic shot of uh, the rocket going from Krypton. Still no up. no green to iconic? There was green in action one with that mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, the, I mean that's that's this what like I guess yeah, the second like this this version doesn't reinforce that fact. It's just no. You know, so yeah, yeah. Which that's is why I threw it in the garbage. I had a mint <laughs> condition copy of this and I just chucked it like no. Um, <laughs> but we do get the name Krypton. Uh, uh yes. Just, just before the doom planet Krypton exploded into fragments, a scientist places infant son with an experimental rocket ship launching it towards Earth. Mm. So no Jarrell yet. But he's no. there. In fact, I believe, could be wrong, but I believe he had appeared in a newspaper strip before this. Oh, okay. Right. Um, because so, when these were coming out, Superman was coming out in newspaper strips as well. Yeah. Um, so they're starting to kind of think, okay, how do we – we've got to flesh this out. We can't just keep on saying that he's from a rocket that gets jettisoned towards Earth. So I guess they're I starting to – this- I think they had these two pages. I think this is more what they wanted to do, but yeah. they had to cut a lot of it for Action 1. Yeah. So I think they already had most of the backstory done, even like the Kents, I think. Uh-huh. Like, they they cut them out because I think the orphanage was just quicker. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of this was already established in their heads. Like, the, it was actually pretty well thought out, and I remember them being like, oh, we have to cut this down to one page. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, this so it covers it collects the first seven issues of Action Comics, but this this part's new, and it also expands Action Comics one. It adds like preludes to all the stories and that. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, it makes a bit more sense. So like, we get uh, the Kents, we get Mary Kent. We don't have Papa Kent's name yet. Not yet. No, 
But we have the cat, which is which is yeah. important. Yeah. And it's Mary, not Martha, at this point. It's not Martha until the Silver Age. Um, no, he, may, he, like may the... have, he may have just been thinking about his mistress. You know? oh, <laughs> oh. I, mean, I mean Martha. I mean Martha. Sorry. Mary. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway. Speculation. Right. Just thought I'd just throw it Look, in Look, Mary, it's a child. I want a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we get the same thing. It gets they take it to an orphanage, yep. but then they come back and like we couldn't get that sweet child out of her mind. Can you? Uh, we come to adopt him if you'll permit us. And the orphanage guy's like, "Thank God," because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we don't know how to handle this crazy That's, baby. Well, um, the, what I, I had to laugh at this because um, I don't know whether they had changed the use of word balloons back in the day, but uh, he talks. He says, "I believe it can be arranged," but then in brackets, it says, yeah. "Shoo, thank goodness." Uh, they're taking him away before, like that's his thought, right? But I, yeah, I yeah. thought it funny because it'd be almost as if the way it's done now, it's like as if he, he's thinking that out loud, <laughs> you know, in front of them, and, yeah. and they're just kind of going, uh, "Do you realise you just said that out loud?" <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's a weird use of uh, word balloons, anyway. So I think the the pose of baby Clark's pretty funny with the that dresser. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 and that other baby yeah. just looking at him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love I love Kid Clark. I love how they drew like a little curl on him. Little curl, you know? yeah. Just the two dots you for can, eyes. Yeah. Yeah. But you can see that he's growing up into the, the classic Golden Age Superman. Mm. We know you can see he'll look like that. And I, I just think it's quite good. Um and Parkhead's giving a speech now. Listen to me, Clark, there's great strength of yours. You've got to hide it from people or they'll be scared of you. Yep. But when the time and then Mark Hank goes, but when the time comes, you must use it to assist humanity. So they've already put in that stuff. So they're starting, about. yeah, exactly. They're starting to kind of, you know, ex- explain, I guess, where where he he gets that upbringing moral um, compass, moral compass from. Yeah, yeah. But also this the secret identity that's placed quite early with this. Mm-hmm. You've got to hide it from people. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of established now. Yeah, which they didn't really mention in the like it was no. prevalent in the previous comic, but not the origin section. Yes, yeah, um, it was just uh, yeah, it was just him fully grown and he'd ready, you know, ready. Yeah, um, hit his identity. Then we get uh, as Lag grew older, he learned to his delight he could hurdle skyscrapers, leap an eighth of a mile, raise tremendous weights. So we're already we're already up to a car a from car a girl now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still Run an eighth of a mile though for the leap. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Anyway. Run faster than a streamlined plane, and I love this. And nothing less than a bursting shell could penetrate his skin. And then he's like, "This is the sixth hypodermic needle I broke on your skin. Try again, Doc." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, true. And then we get a new part as well: the passing away of his foster parents greatly grieved Clark Kent, but it strengthens a determination that had been growing in his mind. Clark decided he must turn his titanic strength into channels that will benefit mankind, and so has created Superman. Champion of the oppressed, the physical marvel who had sworn to devote his existence helping those in need. Yep. So a potential a potential trigger now identified. Not only mm. do we get the upbringing of the um, from the Kents, but their deaths actually um, was a catalyst for for Clark to decide to become a superhero and use his his skills. So before we've seen it, it just happened because he just happened to be, you know. Why yeah. not? I've got my powers. Why not just help good uh, help people? Yeah. Uh, now it seems like he's got a catalyst for it. It's more pathos there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's all nice. Nice to have him looking over the graves. Uh, we, yeah. we you don't see the writing on the graves because uh, 
you know, the, the identity <laughs> of Eben Kent must be hidden. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Mary slash Martha. Yeah. Now, who is buried next to, <laughs> next to her? Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know if you, you probably didn't read on, but it's pretty funny in the next couple of pages how he gets his job. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Actually, it's the same way he does it in the George Rees show. Like, he's like, I want a job. And then Perry White's like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just walk in here and ask for a job. Yeah. Uh, so he, he dresses up as Superman, goes up and eavesdrops for a story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's just funny. Um, uh, yeah, so, that, so that's essentially a really expanded version of the Action Comics 1. And. Yeah. I think this came out less than a year after Action One, so I think this is kind of like the definitive origin, okay. really, for for a long until Fifty Three. But I think Fifty Three is just this, but with more. You know what I mean? It doesn't really change anything. So um, there was nothing between this and Fifty Three. Not that I'm aware of. Wow, jeez. Yeah, I checked my encyclopedia and stuff, and uh, yeah, so Fifty Three issues. I mean, you didn't need more origins, you know. Oh, no, I guess, but, uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess in between then and 53, I don't know, surely the writers would have delved into it, right? Maybe just to try mm. to... I mean, it, it just seems like it's it's rife for, for storytelling. You know they what I mean? Been, yeah. They w- probably would have called back to the origin and, like, you know, done stuff, ah. but they never wrote another origin. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, interesting. I mean, but, again, I'm, I'm thinking more from a modern modern writer's point of view maybe yeah it, it's it's interesting because 53 is a that's a lot of time you know if we're talking about a monthly release right that's uh, geez, i can't remember i think well, so. i mean uh, you know but say 12 issues a year you know it's yeah. a fair few years before they decided to actually expand it a, a bit more but yeah no it's yeah. interesting when did superman 53 come out i'll look it up because this was 1939 Action yep. one was nineteen thirty eight. Fifty three was uh, nineteen forty eight. Yeah, forty eight. Wow. So about nine years later. Far out. Wow. I mean, that's that, that, uh, that is significant. Like, you yeah, know, and like that, you can tell the tone has changed in fifty three as well from what it was here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that that's like someone's childhood. Like, if you're nine years old, you pick yeah. up. Yeah, and by the time you're 18, like that's all you know of Superman from Superman One, or origin-wise, I'm saying. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's remarkable. I think. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Um, so Superman 53, uh, the cover is Superman standing in a heroic pose with the rocket in the background and some space, and it has featuring the origin of Superman, and we have a Krypton exploding in the corner. Yeah. Tenth anniversary issue. Yes. Now, the first two... I'm just going to double-check Joe Schuster was still drawing for 39. I'm pretty sure he was, though. Um, but the first two would have been Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. This is not. This is Otto Binder and Al Plastino. Okay. Who were big, uh, you know, Silver Age hitters. This isn't Silver Age yet, but it's right on the cusp, 48. Oh, you could, so you could tell from the art, like, the, the change. Oh, yeah. She's just chalk and cheese, yeah. And uh, Al Plastino, he did... Uh, no, this is, is this Al Pacino or is this, no, I think, no, this is, I'm getting mixed up. I'm thinking of Superman 146. This is Wayne Boring on the art. Again, yeah. who, he's still a big Silver Age guy. He did uh, Return to Krypton, which uh-huh. we read. Yep. Uh, um, and uh, who was the writer? I'm pretty sure it wasn't Jerry Siegel at all. Oh, I really like the um, 
the art on this. Bill Finger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Bill Finger of uh, Batman fame. Well, yeah, thankfully now. Yes. Um, did he... He created other stuff, right? I'm... Oh, I, I wouldn't. Have, I, I just know him from Batman, basically. Yeah, but I'm sure he has. I mean, he's he, look. If he's writing Superman back in the forties, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah. Bill Finger. Well, I mean, yeah. His biggest thing was definitely being the co-creator of Batman, which he didn't get credit for for a long time. Yeah. Only recently started adding his name uh, to the credits, which is good. Better late yeah. than never. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, you know. Um, but yes, so Bill Finger and uh, uh, Wayne Boring. Wayne Boring, you know, uh, great artist. I love and, his facial expressions. Yes, anything but. Uh, yeah, no, th- this art is really good. Um, yeah. Starting to get into it as well. And, and there's a, again, there's a lot more to the origin now. Uh, and, and it's a different yeah. look as well. Ten years is, is a... A lifetime of changes, it seems, for comics. Oh, um, yeah, this is so different from... Yeah. Um, so uh, we get the origin of Superman. We get a sad-looking Superman with Krypton blowing up in the background. We get we get uh, the faces of his parents now. So, you yeah, know, there's a face... like, the explosion. Yeah, face to at least a name or at least a, a lineage, so that's something. Yeah, um, and he, he's got his head in his hands. Yeah. Um, looking sad... Uh, we get like a big word bubble, and it's like, "Who is Superman?" You know, we'll tell you everything in this origin of Superman. So, isn't it funny? Just this this page alone, Connor, it just shows you leaps and bounds the comics ha- have come. You, you oh, know, yeah. just by having Superman there with his head in his hands, you, you wouldn't see that, right? Uh, Ten no, years ago, not in. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, it's great. I think. It's yeah, good. and it feels very Silver Age as well, which makes sense because we're in that like transition mm-hmm. kind of phase. Yeah. Um, well, I think, see, this this might even be... So, Silver Age is Earth 1. Silver Age, Bronze Age is Earth 1. Golden Age is Earth 2. So, this might even be an Earth 1 origin. It's ambiguous, technically. Uh, I consider it a Golden Age origin because it was... Hang on, so what? what is Earth 1, Earth 2? <laughs> so, Earth 1 yeah. is... You need, to, so, you need to get my chart back out, right? Oh, okay, okay. Okay, no, no, I kind of get it. So you're saying that in the Golden Age, that veered onto a different sort of timeline reality. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Golden Age was considered Earth 2. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. had Golden Age Superman, Jay Garrick, Flash. Uh, yeah. And then Earth 1, which was the main publication the at the main... time when they established these Earths, was the Silver slash Bronze Age. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that goes for all the DC characters, right? From the Golden Age and stuff? Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, They're wow. all Earth 2. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get, you know, uh, the world knows it's a man's Titanic strike. He's lifting up a bus. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a bus, a it's a bus now. A bus now, Connor. Not a car. We started off yeah. with a girder, a car, and now we've got a bus. And then we get... Uh, of which of his impenetrable skin, which not even a cannon shell can pierce. Well, now that's changed, hasn't it? Yeah, no, because uh, nothing less than a bursting shell could pierce yep. it, but now a cannon shell can't even do now it. He's, um, he's getting stronger. Yeah, and we got his X-ray vision here. X- this is the first, this must have wowed people. I mean, yeah. so hang on, so uh, Connor, X- X-ray vision was a thing before this. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So the, he, surely he must have used that like 
you know, between the 50 issues. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I yeah. think I think this is their way of kind of updating it. It's like, oh, well, you know, he hasn't really had an origin in ages. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not sure if that origin would have been re- reprinted much or anything as well. Uh-huh. So they want a, like, new definitive kind of thing and, like, something with all of his current powers in it as well because he yeah. can fly now, you know. Um, yeah, for sure. Then we have Luther and a Bright. Like, even this has changed. Instead of just taking on street-level stuff, he's now fighting Lex Luthor and a giant robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a little bit more sophisticated, so. And uh, then, yeah, and, you know, and more often he's used his powerful, wonderful <clears throat> powers to aid worthy causes. He's like, I'll rebuild this area so people won't have to live in slums. This is what I but- found quite funny, like, because we see it again <laughs> later on, but it's just an example of how he does, I guess, like your non-bank robber kind of do-gooding. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's just it's such a weird thing. Like, let's let's fix up the social economic problems. And uh, oh, you know. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, um, yeah. The golden age instead of robots, it was rebuilding slums. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the robots and stuff came in pretty early, though. Like, yeah. it didn't take long. But um, yeah, the, I remember reading the story where there was a story where he did trash a bunch of buildings and build them again so people didn't have to live so horribly um and it was it was pretty funny like and he did it like and the cops and everything were complaining that he was doing it or i think the mayor was complaining or something that he was doing it as well but in this <laughs> it's like oh you have to be within the law so even that's changed because we're in the more conservative post-world war ii wow. uh american now where you know everyone sort of like um very patriotic yeah as opposed to the Depression era, 30s, where everyone's kind of fed up. Um, so, like, as as I point out, like, um, you know, if you look at Superman in the decade, he's, like, he's generally a pretty good indicator of, like, the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, <laughs> you know? true. That as well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because these origins, like, they're separated by decades, and we can see the change in culture. Like, he's not so brash in this. Mm. And it yeah. becomes even more like that in the 60s, you know? Yeah. He becomes more of a sort of Boy Scout, as it were, as opposed to sort of a, you know, kind of champion of the oppressed, um, you know? So I always found that interesting. And, uh, like, uh, you can go to other characters as well, but I think it sticks out with Superman even more because of, like, the real patriotic angle they go with sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that was something I noticed just reading these origins, like, decades apart, back-to-back, is like, okay, so this is the general sort of thing now. Um, yeah. And yeah. so we start off on Krypton again. Oh, and I forgot to mention, in the Golden Age issues, like, Superman's powers were like that because his race was advanced by millions of years ahead of us. So it wasn't the sun giving him power at that point. Right. Right. Okay. But it, Yeah, okay. like the, the race of Krypton were Superman, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, we do get that here, this thing kind of coming up. Um, yeah, and that's here too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the eight-year-old's doing calculus or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he'll be nearly five years old soon. He'll he'll know it by then. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we do get an expansion on Krypton here, so... Um, yes, uh, finally. So, yep. I'm, I just got to look up when the Adventures of Superman came out with George Reeves. Okay. 
because I think we both covered the first episode of that. Um, I think for a lot of people, that would have been Superman's definitive origin. I think that's how most people would have known Superman. Yeah. Uh, but we're just talking about comics, but I think in pop culture or right. just general culture, like people would have recognised that. Gosh, when is that? And when that, was... that been? Jeez, um, is that forties? I think it was early fifties. Uh, early fifties, okay, yeah. I would, I was let about... me have a look. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find the release date. Of the... I mean, so this predates that. Fifty-two. Okay. So, so this does predate that. Yeah. But that was, um, yeah, that was very, like, Krypton blows up, the Kents find him, Jor-El tries to convince the council. Uh, yep. Even... The Park Kent dies. Yeah. 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 Which is, like, it, I th- which I think the origin of Superman the movie was heavily modelled off that TV show. Um, and it's a good origin. I think I mentioned that. That was probably, like, my favourite origin. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah... Uh, you keep going because I gotta get the issue back up. Let me have a yeah, look. I mean, so we actually get an expansion on Krypton, as mentioned, uh, and it's yeah. quickly established that I guess they're way superior, high intelligence, and magnificent physical perfection. So they're a superior race to humans, or Earthlings, in any case, uh, and yeah. much of it. Uh, again, this kind of touchstone to to science, uh, the force of mm. gravity on Krypton is far greater. So that actually. Um, yeah, would make them so we, denser. We've changed the explanation now yeah. to the lighter gravity and the yellow sun being. Um, I don't know if Superman's quite a battery yet, but mm-hmm. uh, you know it's definitely the gravity thing. Yeah, um, a- absolutely. So if any of the Kryptonians that go to Earth, which has a far less uh, force of gravity, uh, yeah. they'll be you know they'll be they'll be able to leap buildings that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Which is pretty cool, because when I was reading this, I was thinking, oh, yeah, because their gravity is so much more heavier, so they can literally just float. It must actually mm. it must actually um, tax them to actually stay on the ground, because mm. the gravity... You imagine if we, if we go... If you go into, like, space, um, zero gravity, like, it's, a, yeah. it's an effort to stay down, right? Oh, yeah, it'd be hard. Yeah, you yeah. Need, like, weights and stuff. Yeah, um, exactly. So Superman must be carrying weights in his pockets or something <laughs> that's what i was thinking just he just that. weighs a lot <laughs> oh he does yeah yeah how, how much dense muscle how much does he weigh like you know if there's a handbook handbook of um, superman weight yeah and height i know the okay. hulk is about a thousand pounds like quite heavy um wolverine <laughs> is about 500 he's apparently quite heavy because of the the um the adamantium oh totally yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't weigh like a ton or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Superman would be like, geez, it'd be three thousand or something. I reckon. No, I don't know. Okay, so look now. This is old information, but this yeah. is Golden Age and Silver Age and Modern Age, right? Oh. So according to this is from a guy called Adrian Anderson on Quora. I'm looking oh. up this according to DC's Who's Who: The Definitive History of the DC Universe, Line 22. The Earth Two Superman weighs in. At 220 pounds. Oh, okay. And the current Superman weighs in at 225 pounds. Oh. On the 1991 DC Cosmic Cards, the Golden Age version weighs 222, the Silver Age weighs 220, and the Modern Age weighs 225. So, how much is that in kilograms? Um, I'd be like 100 kilos, something like that. Yeah, yeah, 99 and then 
think I remember watching the special features about it still, and Russell Crowe was talking about like that exact thing and yeah. how he likes it, how Krypton's this kind of metaphor for us. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a bit of, bit of the cautionary tale aspect, but it's also, um, yeah, it's, it's still a tragedy because uh, his parents die and everyone dies. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the whole, yeah, exactly. The whole planet we're, goes. We're not, so... quite, we're not quite Crystal Reeve or John Byrne level yet of Krypton as just a whole, but, like, mm. um, you know, we get Krypton society is flawed, but it's also, like, um, you know, it doesn't deserve to be blown up. <laughs> No, I mean it's a massive event, isn't it? It's, it's quite tragic. The whole planet, um, and the fact that especially that, with the parents, that's where it's all really. Oh yeah, and the fact know. that I mean he he was short of time as well. I guess that he didn't have time to make um, the spaceship that he wanted. I guess yeah, I, that's by yeah, he was going to make one for Lara and yeah, him yeah. as well, right? Yeah, it's implied in fact, he that he wanted Lara to go in this one, but mm, uh, she's, she's like, no, my place is by your side. Exactly, and and so I feel if they had more time, there would have been an, uh, a bit more of a organised evacuation, uh, which which he wanted. Yeah. He was trying to tell the, the Kryptonians, uh, but yeah. yeah. So it is tragic that they have to just stay behind because they don't want to. They don't want to die. They just you know they had to. Yeah, yeah. And some really great pa- panels of like Krypton blowing up, Jor-El mm-hmm. um, stoically sort of embracing his fate. Uh, yeah, you know, and then. The rocket ship flying out and then landing on Earth. So, what's with the planets being yellow? That confused you as well, or oh, a lot of the things confused me with the interpretations <laughs> of planets. Like the 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 land masses are like the bulging out of the planet as well. As well, um, I'm not sure they quite knew exactly how planets looked at this point. Probably. I could be wrong. Yeah, but yeah, it, no, it, probably historical. Yeah. Things, but they knew that the Earth was like blue. I know they knew that much. I'm quite sure anyway. So Maybe the yellow uh, was to... I mean, did they mention in this one? Maybe it's in the later one where they reiterate the fact that the yellow sun uh, feeds Earth. I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. They it's, knew a lot more by the time yeah. of the next one about how everything works. Uh, any listeners who are historians, let us know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he comes to rest gently on Earth. <laughs> like this. I love this friggin car yeah the cat's coming in this wacky car <laughs> jeez it's, <laughs> it's almost got a life of its own the, the two headlights look like eyes it's like your your old-fashioned <laughs> bounce it around yeah i mean this is what the, the late the late 40s i yeah 48 i can't believe cars were like that right they weren't whether is that like is that in their price range as well they look pretty well dressed, but maybe everyone was yeah. dressed like that. I don't know. I don't know. I I thought those sorts of cars were, I don't know, back in the twenties. But anyway, um, but they come along, so we do we do get a bit more now of uh, the passing by of the Kents. So do this get, is do we get the names? These scenes are quite different to how they play out in um the next issue. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Which yeah. is really like the difference. Krypton part's roughly the same, but. You know, we have we have baby Clark crying inside the shuttle, uh-huh. and they pull it out, and then the shuttle blows up uh, because the metal was foreign to Earth's climate and uh-huh. chemical makeup, and it burst into flame, um, which you know, you know, it can work. Um, and there is no trace of it left. 
So that's yep. that loose end wrapped up. <laughs> we don't exactly. have like an alien. Nice and clean. Around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now the which same... Which again, it's sort of expanding on things. We're going to go from 10 pages to 20 pages to later on like 80 yeah. pages. Oh, wait, no. 120 pages. Yeah. Oh, jeez Louise. <laughs> so, um, um, but then it, it, it sticks with that. Uh, the orphanage motif, yes, I guess. Yeah, they still stick with that. It's like, tr- it's tradition at this point. Um, but are they, but basically it's a, it's a scheme at this point. Cause they're like, oh, we'll say it found an abandoned baby. Um, but they ask, they ask to adopt it like straight away. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they, yeah. so they can get it like through the proper channels, I guess. Yeah. But the, the, um, the way that they do get him eventually is still kind of all the way like it was back at the very beginning with with action comics. It, it's just that the orphanage can't handle. Oh yeah, they want it gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically, so, he's wreaking havoc and they're running away. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah. a, a little bit more expand here, of course, as well. So he, he lifts a person um, from his crib. He breaks countless toys. Yeah, uh, and then then he's he's uh is he floating or he's hanging from the the light fitting? Yeah, and also they say earlier, you know, he's going to be a real Hercules when he grows up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, um, but again, it's an added thing with this uh, is that we do get the origin, I guess, of his name. Um, so yeah. as a and it's dry- good. It's not no. It's like some stupid ham-fisted thing. It's just like okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's Clark is after um, Martha's. Is it Martha's? No, it's Jonathan's. I think uh, that that's in the next one where Clark's from Martha's side. Okay. I think she's still Mary at this point. Okay, but like as they're driving away, she's saying to Jonathan, "We'll name him after your family." Oh no, yeah. the Kent, which is Kent, right? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe Clark. Clark Kent. Okay. Oh, okay. They... I, I assume. Sorry, I misread that. I thought it was. I thought Martha's uh, maiden name apparently was Clark or something. I thought that's how she I decided. Think, I think that's in the next one. That's in the next one. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it it is understandable to get these a bit blurred. <laughs> yeah, it is. It just no. Yeah. True. True. Um, you're right. Sorry. So no spo- spoilers. Essentially, there. essentially, we're talking about in terms of continuity. These are just two origins we're covering. The, the Earth 2 and the Earth 1 origin. Mm-hmm. So you have two origins in the space of 50 years. Mm. Now look how many origins and retelling Superman has. <laughs> well, yeah. Why? Why does he need that many? Just pick one and stick with it. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I understand if you want to retell it from an artistic point of view. It's stuff like Earth 1. And even Birthright started off as like a mini series that he just wanted to do. If you want to do your take on Superman's origin, but if your motivation is like we need a new origin for the continuity, it's just why? Like these guys did it right; they just had the same origin for ages. <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. And then, and then and then just start writing stories around it. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's the whole thing. Like that's the whole you point. Can expand it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. But you don't have to. Yeah. Anyway, you don't have to re-change everything. It just makes it confusing. Um, yeah, I guess it, but, uh, it, that, I guess that runs through all different sorts of comics and characters, kind of as well. Because like we've had this, I don't know, we've had this discussion before about Superman, about these recurring themes that pop up in his storytelling, 
it's like, oh, why why do they keep on going back to it? You know, it's a bit tedious yeah. at times. Why, but they, then, why do they keep doing his origin again and again? Yeah, stuff like that. But but then, like, I'm reading comics just in general, and I'm reading other comics, like from Marvel as well, yeah. and they, just recurring themes that come over and over again. It's like, can't we just, like, get past that and just write or, or read about new stories that are based on that sort of stuff? You know, we don't need to go back. Like, I, I don't yeah. know why writers time and time again maybe they want to stamp their own maybe it's an ego thing they want to stamp their own mark and say look yeah, oh, the no, story's this is... already been told you don't exactly you can expand on it put your own spin on it but don't just tell it again <laughs> yeah that's exactly how i think as well i mean yeah anyway there's some recurring yeah. things with say you know one of our loves like, like daredevil oh, oh, oh mean, yeah it's like do we need to cover this again like yeah know? oh god that's that's one of the big that's the reason I'm not really reading Daredevil because they, yeah. as 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 Rainers, I hate that they sort of erased mm. everyone knowing his identity, yep. and then they just started telling stories that we'd seen before, mm. and I just I don't care. Like I think I was talking to Claire over at Josie's Bar, and she's pretty much saying like she's a similar opinion as me. She's saying like Chip Zdarsky's run is just essentially doing like Electra, Kingpin, etc. Again, yep. it's like you know as Daredevil fan, don't need to see it again. <laughs> I've seen it. It was great. It's not going to be better. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've been enjoying the Sadarsky run, but yeah, those thoughts do. I know Matt Murdock's in it apparently, like which Sorry? is pretty funny. Was I know Mike Murdock's in it apparently. Oh yeah, which yeah. is pretty funny. Um, I haven't been like his own reading, Yeah. Oh, I sorry. I haven't been reading the latest stuff, but no, no, that's right. But um. Yeah, I do think that at times it's like you know this is really cool, but like why are we treading the same ground again? Like, Take a leaf from Batman. Yeah, his origin was year one, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, that stuck. The portrayal of his parents' death and that was his origin. And then they would expand on his origin, but they wouldn't tell the same thing again. Mm. You know, they would expand on stuff like his training. Yeah. yeah. Or like what he did before that or around the event, but the event itself, they didn't. Go, this was the night Bruce Wayne's parents were yeah. murdered. This is an old new telling of that, you know. That's totally what I what I think. Like, you know, fill the gaps, but you don't need to rehash what yeah. has already been filled, you know what I mean? So Yeah, you can tell more stories about Krypton and stuff, Absolutely. which they do. Yeah. There's a pre crisis world of Krypton miniseries, which I'm sure we'd both be interested in doing at some point. Um you know, I think that was three issues. I think that was like the first mini series DC did. I'm not sure, but yeah, stuff like that. Um, John Byrne did a trilogy, World of Krypton, World of Metropolis, and World of Smallville, mm-hmm. which was good. Just expanded on, you know, yeah, all those aspects. Um, anyway, from from our rant, we come back to this, and <laughs> Clark's about to get by tractor. <laughs> Again, so this is something totally different now. We get something, you know, it's not only him lifting stuff and showing him how strong, or taking shells in his chest, Um he yeah. gets his this tra- during a day of work. He gets a tractor <laughs> running full steam at him, and uh, he's he's okay. He's how unscathed. fast is that tractor going? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like like you're um, just standing there, like you're so slow, you just gonna get run over by this tractor. I can't um, imagine tractors would be that fast, and you'd probably see it a mile away. But anyway, maybe maybe he lost control of the brakes going down a hill or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> true, true. Um, but pretty impressive, you, you know. Uh, if anything, it's a little bit, I don't know, naughty in the sense that he's exp- 
he's exposed his his powers to people other than his parents. So yeah, you know, things are yeah. Start- I thought that too. It's like oh, someone else knows because yeah, it's it's now a bit more than just you know a, a secret. Um, yeah, but, but you know that's not broached again. Um, and then we get I again mean, the. The, one of the things I love about Max Landis's American Alien, um, not that I like Max Landis as a person, just yeah. in case anyone's hackling at the, you know, but um, like that that story is like everyone in Smallville like kind of knew Clark was Superman. Oh. They just kind of kept it a secret, like as a town. Oh wow! And I thought that was like a neat take. That is a neat, ta- yeah, something different. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, and that thing would be pretty hard to keep secret as well, unless you're on well, a farm. And- went anywhere <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um exactly and i was about to say like small towns like i've never grown up in a small town but friends of mine that have you know word gets around pretty quickly you know yeah everyone's deal you know you know who's going out with who that sort of stuff so this this sort of stuff would not be hidden at all you did think so yeah it, it was a really cool take um yeah and yeah that's american aliens an example of like that's a Superman origin told again, but it's an author doing their take on the character's beginnings. It's not a canon. It's mm-hmm. not replacing or it's not the new existing. So that that's the type of stuff that's fine because Superman's origin is interesting and you can do – because when you think of Superman's origin, you just have the roots, right? Yeah. Born on Krypton, sent to Earth, raised by the Kents, become Superman. And you can do a lot with that story. You can expand it in all sorts of different ways. So it's fine if you want to retell it, but just don't – you know, don't try and make it the new canon and stuff like that all the time because it just yeah. gets too confusing. Just, yeah. like, let people tell stories about it if they want, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we've already beaten that horse. As you said, yes, Express Train. <laughs> Express Train, another another model train now looking bigger, better, faster. Um, yeah. So, again, Superman keeping up with the times. Uh, now we lose that one-eighth mile, Connor. It's just him being able to jump. Um, uh, to hurdle a fence going yeah. over a house. So that's pretty cool. Just another slight take of it. Um, but we get other things as well. Uh, as you mentioned, I mean, as before, at the very start, was it the very start of this? We see about the uh, the X-ray vision. Um, we, we get it now in his formative years, um, looking for Mar Kent's spectacles. Yeah, um, and I think he... In the last issue, he used that as well, I think, his X-ray vision. Um, or did he? I can't remember. Probably not. No, no. It was at the beginning of this, just at the, the start of right. this. Yeah. Um, so Black that ground was... getting a bit muddled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the, it kind of overlaps. Because we're reading three, three origins that are very, very similar back-to-back. Um, exactly. Essentially just expanding on the one previous. So yeah, And, and to make things there's... fun for myself, I've read them actually backwards in order so wait um, really yeah i thought i thought so i wanted to tackle i wanted to yeah <laughs> that's that's cool yeah i wanted to ease myself no so it's good it's actually now going in chronological order it's fun because you know, yeah um yeah but we no, do that's a cool way to do it yeah but we do now get a bit more of an expansion on the upcoming you know passing of his parents which again yeah. we see from the last superman one uh, we see those two tombstones. Now we can clearly see their names, but... Yeah, they die off screen. Yeah, but we do get the deathbed kind of, well, you know... Yeah, the bed, he the essentially bedroom. goes... Yeah. 
he gives them the speech like, you know, you have to use your powers for good. Yep. And, you know, you must fight in cooperation with the law in case uh-huh. any funny duddies are reading this comic and going, it's telling our kids, you know. Yeah. To, <laughs> Um, it's like, do it with the law, you know. <laughs> but he seems like a fully grown man here, and I've already forgotten from this. Oh, he this. does. That's... Yeah. His face there is the classic Al uh, Wayne Boring kind of Superman face. Like, yeah. Oh, he's in a suit as uh, well, all that. The classic so... red and blue suit, yeah. Yeah. Um, so essentially, so this is like four panels, which was uh, distilled into like one panel prior in Superman 1, where it's just... A, a quick telling. Well, from, it was just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah but that was right. from yeah. both his parents. But they were, you know, they weren't bedridden. They were just telling him, you know, on the couch. Uh, now, yeah, they went from the couch to the tombstones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, now there's a bit more of a subtle uh, transition with uh, with Pa Kent, you know, being a bit sickly. Uh, and, yeah, and the same thing. Uh, uh, but the thing, also here, Connor, as well, it's the introduction of the glasses, um, yeah. So and yeah, he explains yeah. that he wants to be a reporter uh, yeah. to keep in touch with those who might be in need because the previous one didn't explain that either. True. Oh, actually, uh, sorry, the previous one did explain about hiding his identity, but this one now kind of gives why you he's a reporter. why he's a reporter and and like how like I'll, I'll wear glasses, yeah. pretend to be timid, so we start to get that kind of um, the creation of Clark Kent really. Like yeah. the persona, so yeah, it's p- pretty good. Yeah, uh, and then the heroic shot at the end, of course. Hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, in costume, I'd say like the George Reeves TV show pretty faithfully adapted this origin. I think they skipped out the orphanage bit. Okay, um, yeah. which might have been why they skipped it out in the comics afterwards as well. You know, because the show was such a success and it streamlines the origin, so you don't have the awkward sort of orphanage slash adoption transition because while it's fun it like you know it doesn't really need to be there um i think it was kind of a leftover from the first action comic so they could they wouldn't contradict themselves by getting rid of it um Mm -hmm. but by the next time we have new continuity which brings us to oh and by the way apparently um a bunch of oracle like the wooden horse of troy shows up in this issue and everything and a bunch of greek oracles so i didn't read ahead but uh sounds pretty fun um, another cool. crossover with ancient Greece. Why not? Superman. Yeah, totally. Do it. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to jump ahead to Superman 146. It's quite so, a while away, but this is the next definitive origin we get. Yeah, and so I've got here, you can see on the first page, July 1961. So yep. firmly in the Silver Age. Yeah, we've skipped a whole decade of the 50s, gone right into the 60s. Um, and boy, are things different. Yeah. Um, actually, I just wanted to point out, uh, so Superman 53, I just want to point out where it's reprinted in case uh-huh. people want to have a squiz at it. Uh, it's reprinted in... The Greatest Superman Stories Ever Told, Superman in the 40s, and Superman, A Celebration of 75 Years, which I have. You can find that for 20 bucks in a lot of places. Highly recommend it, if anyone finds it for that price. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, his... he make, Superman's birth father makes his first appearance here as Jor-El with the E in L, but the Golden Age version of the character was later retconned to be named Jor-El, which is just an L. 
mm-hmm. keeping with Superman's original name, Kal-El, which is just an L. Uh, so, you know, it, lots of continuity weirdness. Just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> and Superman 1 is... Action 1 is reprinted on its own a lot. Um, it's reprinted in... Um, Action Comics 80 years. Uh, yeah, a lot of things. And Superman 1 is reprinted in Superman... Oh, yeah. Superman Chronicles Volume 1, uh, Superman Archives Volume 1, and Superman in the 40s, maybe? Um, yeah. Issue, issue 1's not as reprinted as Action Comics 1, for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Even though it has, like, a more complete kind of origin and stuff. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you can obviously get... Uh, the Superman Golden Age omnibuses are up to, like, six, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the I only have the first omnibus. I do want the second one, uh, mm-hmm. but I only have the first one. I think that goes up to about Action Comics 30-something and Superman 7, 9. So it, I think it would be collected at this point. Okay. Superman 53. Um, but anyway... On to 146. Now, this is a classic cover, um, you know, for for the Silver Age and Superman fans. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a familiar cover. I don't know if you've seen it before. No, anywhere, right? I actually don't. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I think I, I think I just know because it's been a lot of reprints. Okay. Um, but yeah, we have toddler Superman or Super Baby <laughs> strapped in. It's a lot older than. Yeah. Mm. Um what you it's we'd seen previously. Yeah. Full um, head of hair. Yeah. Krypton's exploding and everything, all that jazz. Uh you know, and Jorel and Lara are there. It's a good cover. His headband is now yellow. It used to be red, right? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit different and he's wearing changes. green as yep. well. Um now this the cover artists were Kurt Swan and Sheldon Moldoff, mm-hmm. and the writer was Otto Binder, and the penciler was Al Pacino, and the editor is more watching it, Inca Al Pacino. So again, Silver Age powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think this was, this was the definitive origin until John Byrne's Man of Steel in 1986. Wow, eh? So another couple yep. of decades. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, this is the main post-Golden Age origin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this is this is this is the most detailed one. It's mm-hmm. like a full twenty pages, yeah, uh, because it, it covers a lot of stuff. You know, like elements of the like we get crypto and everything as well. Yep, um, and also a, a reference to Supergirl as well. Yeah, we get Superboy, Super Baby, lots of robots. Like cr- it's crazy. Silver Age is all in display in this issue. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it, it, again, it's very different from the last issue in terms of style and stuff. Oh, um, yeah, very different as well. But again, like you only have to look at the second page, and there are almost replicas or replications of uh, what we saw before. Like you know, maybe with slight differences, yeah. like the X-ray vision, the robot with Luther, and uh, and fixing tenements, making mm-hmm. decent homes, so that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So it's cool how they kept a lot of that stuff. Although, in this last one, he's, at the mayor's request, I'll remove these ugly tenement buildings and build decent homes for the poor. So, again, reinforcing that yep. 
Superman represents law and order as yep. opposed to, you know, yeah, again, just... sign of the times. Yeah. Comics Code Authority is in effect at this point. You know, can't can't let your kids turn into Satan worshippers by reading comic books. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but no, a, a nice little opener there that, with um some, just some, I don't know, splash bubbles, I guess. Again, Superman mm. is... Without his head in his hands in this one, he's still there, like as an introduction on the page, uh, addressing like a bit of bit of yeah. uh, fourth wall breaking, addressing the reader, um, and then you get like little snippets of Krypton exploding planets. Uh, you get young small Smallville, Super <laughs> call him that, Boy. Superboy and Smallville, and then you get. Like, I love a, how he's lifting up the trunk. Oh, man, that's that's super strong. Seriously, <laughs> uh, and then oh yeah, wait. It is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then the young Superman just taking a bullet in the chest. Uh, so yep. a nice little summary there. Uh, but, as you know, the first page, as I mentioned, it, it's very similar. Like, to even yep. harks back to, to Action uh, action 1 as well. Slight differences in the fact that, well, we've still got a bus this time, and Superman carrying a bus. Um, mm. We have now atomic rockets. Now, this is bigger bigger and badder than anything so far. Superman seems to shrug that off. My God, it's so much bigger than what yeah. we've got. Like, like atomic rockets. Like, <laughs> from like a cannon blast to just like, oh yeah, the most powerful bomb. Yeah. Like still, it, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty, Not a scratch on it. Not a, no, exactly. Um, and then we have, of course, a similar again. Well, actually a little slightly different. The first one... With the X-ray vision, he was um, tipping off a, a cop that there was some some crim behind the wall. But now, now he's it's, concentrating his X-ray vision into his heat vision and melting that gun. Yeah, yeah, that a- added extra. Now, does that ever pop up later on again, Connor? Does he combine the that two? Was a, that was the thing pretty early. His his yeah. heat vision his heat vision was his X-ray vision super okay. concentrated. I'm not sure if it's like that now, but okay, that's like my head explanation is. That's what it is. Okay, because I've never I think come across that. Now before. it might. Yeah, I think now it might have something to do with like the sun or solar powering him, as opposed to it being his X-ray vision. But I'm not sure. Okay. I'm sure someone knows who's listening. Um, yeah, but yeah, because his his powers and the way they work change so much. Mm. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> yeah, know? there's just some slight nuances that you know that just keep changing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. And, and again, so we get this thing with the robot. I'd love to know this story about this robot. It pops up a couple of times, you know. Um, <laughs> and Luther's in it. Uh, I think they made mention that Toy Man was in the other one, right? Um, um, what's the previous one? Yeah, it was Toy Man or something. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, and now it's Luther. So uh, I think it was Luther in the old one. I'll, I will. While you keep going, I will double check. Double though. check. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's at least a, a mention of Toy Man. Um, so, ah, uh, uh, yeah. Again, I think it's Luther in the rocket, but it says he's dedicated his miraculous powers to constant war against the evil mechanisms of such criminals as the prankster, Toy Man, and Luther. Okay, right. Slow yeah. year, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess a lot of the kids weren't around at that point, so yeah, that was yeah. pre-Brainiac. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we get also an expansion of of Krypton as well, and the explanation of a, of Red Sun. Um, really nice artwork throughout. Mm. Oh no, I love the art this. in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, 
but we, we see a little bit more of Krypton. Yeah, we um, get a weather control tower blowing smog away. We get like a zoo, like very, you know, random things, like a zoo, very <laughs> everyday life. And there's this. It reminds me of when we read that issue, like the future Superman. Yeah. There's all this crazy future stuff. Yeah. Um, I can't <laughs> remember the exact thing, but yeah. Like but, the, I mean, yeah, these glass bars on the metal eater. <laughs> the metal eater. It looks like some sort of marsupial, but it's actually, it, it, it's metal, um, which is an everyday thing. She's got, this lady's got a tray of metal stuff. And then you've got robots as well. Oh, I want to pick up my metal maid to do housework for me. <laughs> so very few, so it's establishing, like more so than the previous origin, how Krypton, Kryptonians are, are far more advanced, and but also how how different they are. I mean... I think so, they're also having fun as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just I mean, coming up with these crazy kind of things. Well, yeah, you, you've got to discern them between Earthlings as well. So having a bit of fun by creating this, yeah. this zoo of glass bars and metal eaters is, is pretty pretty fun. Makes me think of the Jetsons. <laughs> the yeah. metal maid. So. Um, but they, yeah. do get, they do get tremors, though. So Uh-oh. this is what Jor-El is, you know, this, this is what he's piping up on. Um you know, he's trying to tell what everyone. That damn drill always piping up on. <laughs> <laughs> trying to say stuff, and we just want to get on with our lives. Um, and it's a, the uranium again in the yeah destabilizing the planet. Uh, and they're like, "You're mad, drill." I love their like little doomsday clock, which is like like the billions of years thing. And he's like, yeah. "Oh, we're safe." You know, the next catastrophic event's going to be this meteor that'll miss us. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. cosmic clock. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically, again, not uh, not listened to by the council, uh, but we get also an introduction, his brother Zorel. But um, But not only that, they actually drag him out in this one. Like, the robot escorts him out of the... Um, yeah, I, I found that a bit comical. That was funny. Um, that you was, know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. damn, Krypton, what is this, a dictatorship? Like, yeah, look, they the just robot love... guard will escort you from the council. <laughs> yeah. and funnily enough as well, he's the only one that is oddly dressed. I mean, you can't really see the rest of the council, but... Um, That's a good point. They all look pretty normal. Except like, for they the... All look like they could be... So... Yeah. Yeah, the, the, right. except for the billions of years guy. I mean, he's got some weird, wacky. Maybe scientists, uh, you know, addressed yeah. him. Um, I mean, when we go back here uh, in that return to Krypton, and I think most of them are dressed pretty different. Yeah. Um, can't remember exactly, but I do love that story. Um, man, <laughs> yeah, Zorel. So, that, yeah, that, that establishes, you know, because Supergirl also left Krypton. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that gives us the thing. And I love the calendar, Day of Doom. <laughs> like, oh, that day's going to suck. They really do spell it out. Yeah, exactly. They really do spell it out. Yeah, that's it. I know. <laughs> Experimental rocket, you know. Yeah, we love our family dog. We don't know if he'll survive in this rocket, but off you go. Um, yeah, launched it out into space. So. Yeah, and then it gets hit by something, right? Um, a media strikes, strikes it, which is probably the saving yeah. grace. Uh, so it ends up drifting endlessly. Yeah, it doesn't die on Krypton. Or... Yeah, Actually, or, or no, it would have on Earth. He wanted it to land on Earth. Oh, but... okay, okay. Um, okay. It's funny, because 
he's crying. He's like, don't take away my doggy. Like, yeah. You know. yeah. Well, these are dire con- uh, circumstances, I guess. So, take your um, son out of the room, maybe. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, just just tell him a story about you know where he went. Just um, in front of him, put his dog into this rocket. Like, <laughs> it was established. Has it been established? Is this, is this my head canon, Connor? That Kryptonians are almost uh, quite just logical beings. Are they, or there's there's a bit of emotion in there, isn't there? I think that's more of a that's more of a Crystal uh, Richard Donner slash John Byrne thing. Is okay. that Kryptonians are kind of uh, less emotional? Okay, right. Because um, they I think. Like for the man who has everything in return to Krypton, I think they they were really just as emotional as um. Okay. From what I remember, I think Jor-El might be a bit more of a scientist, but uh, yeah, could That's be fair. wrong. That's right. No, no, yeah, fair enough. Um, because I do recall that somewhere. Um, but anyway, they um they say goodbye to their their son. Uh, would have been terrible off they go, but I guess to to save him, uh, and we do get the. I guess a, a bit more of a semi-explanation to Kryptonite. Well, an introduction to Kryptonite. Yeah. But they um they really talk about the editor already talks about Red Kryptonite, which is yeah. This is this more than any of the others really feels like a kind of almost compendium, like a mm. this this is it's not just a story, but it's also like a explanation for everything. Just that they wanted to they had so many elements at this point they really wanted to put it all into one issue and give their readers like an origin. Yeah. You know, so it all fit together, and I can understand that because a lot's changed since the last, yeah. um, you know. So what's ha- what? What is Red Kryptonite? Is that good for Superman? I d- I don't know. Uh, so Red Kryptonite. Um, oh man, I can't remember what exactly it does in the Silver Age, but I know in in Smallville, in Smallville, it turned him into a jerk. In Lois and Clark, it made him completely apathetic, which is probably the most hilarious. Oh, okay. Because he's just. <laughs> Like, a, a bank's being robbed. He's just kind of standing there looking at it, and they're like, are you going to oh, help? Okay. And he's like, no. <laughs> he just oh, doesn't okay. really care. So it's a weird... It's a, it affects him, but not in a fatal way. It just, it just... Yeah, they all affect him in different ways. Okay. Uh, let's... I remember okay. All-Star had gold kryptonite, didn't it, as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in Silver Age Comics and Lois and Clark New Adventures, Superman has different effects. It has a different effect each exposure to the Kryptonia, so it changes. In Smallville, it removes the inhibitions of, uh, yeah. And then there was, I remember when Mr. McSpitler created some, yeah, my head's swimming with Superman, so someone else is going to have to remember exactly what Red Kryptonite did. In fact, I'll get my Superman encyclopedia while we're recording. Uh, But, yeah, so when it lands on Earth, like, I love how he just, like, thuds out. (laughs) And he's got this really startled look on his face, but he's indestructible. So the yeah, little he's kid... not he's not crying like the other baby. No, which but I just... feel like he would be. But <laughs> yeah, maybe he's just shocked. I don't know. But he does fling out of the um, the rocket unharmed, and again, uh, the the rocket kind of incinerates afterwards. Which is funny, right? Though, kind of because you see later on. I mean, especially say most recently the Superman and Lois TV show. Uh, the ship, the rocket ship is always salvaged, right? So, oh God, where he kept it in like the, he kept it somewhere really obvious, and their only yeah, defense yeah. against it was like, "Hey, don't go in there." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that, that again, that's what I always kind of grew up with. With the rocket was somewhere, like they they kept it for yeah. for a later date. Um, but in these instances, we've seen already that it just gets destroyed 
almost immediately. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, are you still, are you, do you want me to still kind of go on, Connor? Are you still looking? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still keeping track of the episode. Okay. Don't worry. Uh, so again, on a distinctly different looks as well, I, I'd say this in that they seem to have... I don't know if it's a colouring or not. Um, Martha and Jonathan Kent uh, are now silver foxes. They've got white hair, um, but they it's do... definitely more the classic look yeah. for them. But they do uh, look yeah, they do look younger than the early origins, where the parents look really old already. Um, yeah. So they they've been de-aged a little bit, um, but similar again, we get them going to the orphanage uh, to put Clark up for adoption. And then we get yeah, they have this scheme. They're mm-hmm. like, if we just kept him, people would wonder where we found him, so we'll yep. leave him at the doorstep of an orphanage, and a few days later apply for his adoption. And we also have, this is Martha Kent now, instead of yeah. oh, yes. Jonathan. Uh, not Jonathan, instead of Mary. Instead of Mary, yeah. And, and this makes sense as well, because they are addressing, you know, they're probably preempting readers will probably go, well, you can't just keep a kid that you just find, right? So... Yeah. This is their scheme, um, and, and it rings true throughout, you know, ever since the, the late 30s. Uh, and then we get that kind of montage, similar again, different hijinks with Clark uh, rattling. Yeah, uh, he's wearing. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, actually, he's wearing the Superman colours. Uh, he's got yeah. a, a head of black hair uh, now, looking very much more like Superman, Superboy, Super Baby. Um, <laughs> rattling cots, uh, lifting credenzas. You know, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Again, only a couple of panels for that and uh, and similar outcome. Uh, not not as obvious this time, but just, you know, just just take him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't want him anymore. Yeah, He's, well, like, it, it says, as if Destiny had plans for the superchild, his feats were not seen by the nurse. So they're always looking the other way. Yeah, yeah, that's as funny. As he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's talking as well. Me feel strong. Me lift crib. Uh, do babies talk like that? Oh, it's been too long since I've been around one. Is Finn uh, talking yet? Oh, yeah, he is. Um, not, I mean, not that he doesn't talk like an adult, but um, he doesn't totally say me feel strong, that sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, that's He's a little strong. bit dumbed down, like, you know, an right. adult, adult trying to write as a kid. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, uh yeah, so, yeah, and, and the outcome is the same. Uh, again, and as you mentioned, Connor, um, Martha now says, I'll use my former last name before mm. I marriage. My maiden name, Clark. Our son will yeah, be yeah. Clark Kent. So that's cool. That's a nice origin. Yeah. That's um, what I got confused before. Can um, we get him lifting up the tree trunk, which is great? Yep. Uh, which we saw at the very first kind of page. Uh, he gets rammed. That's quite hilarious. Like we're, we're laughing about the tractor. We get this runaway bull. Um, just, <laughs> just rams him. Rams the back of Clark. But you know what hit me? A little pebble. Um, so again, just you get a gauge of how strong he is. But then we get the Arctic breath as well. This is cool. Um, mm. And I like how they introduce this. Martha saying, "Oh, look, you know, he's copying me from when I was blowing out the candles on my birthday last that night." That was cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty cool um, because. How would you explain a kid, you know, forcibly blowing excess amounts yeah. of breath? Uh, I love, I love Parkent's face as the bull rams. <laughs> like, oh, look at this! Instead of being like, "Oh my god," he's like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> "I know, far out." You'd be like, 
be almost like shocked and half yeah. stressed out of my head that this bull was charging him. So, you know, it leads me to question a lot of Jonathan Kent's, you know, security and safety measures <laughs> on the farm. But anyway. Yeah. Um, and we got uh, the showcase's powers gathering eggs at super speed, mm-hmm. uh, X-ray vision to find her gold ring under the floor. Yep. I guess it fell through the floorboards, but I can't see any floorboards. And then he's already turning diamond uh, coal into diamonds <laughs> <laughs> by just squeezing coal. So, like, this this Superman's on steroids compared to, like... The, oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, and again, I love this kind of link to the science of it, you know? Mm. Um, you know, coal to, to, to diamond. Um, yeah. It's great. So, and you, you kind of know, oh, geez, that's a pretty... That's a lot of pressure to do that. Uh, that yeah. sort of stuff. And he's riding his tricycle at super speed and his clothes are catching fire. Well, this, well, this introduces, doesn't it, like a new aspect. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does. Yeah, which it's is really, good... yeah, really good um, because that's true. Again, like if you're going really fast, the friction, it would tear the clothes at least. I don't know if it would burn the clothes. This is, but, uh, yeah. People have complained as well about this. It's just, this is also what John Burns' run does. It really explains his powers and why things, like why his suit doesn't break, how he can fly, stuff like that. Right, yeah, yeah. Some people feel like it's too much detail, trying to explain it scientifically, but, um, you know, it's up to the person, I guess. So yeah. I'm pretty neutral on it, to be honest. I, I think explanation is good. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know? I, I love this sort of thing. Martha's just using a pitchfork. Jonathan pretty going, funny panel. Yeah, going all out, getting in the double barrel shotgun. Just, you know, yeah, going, just trying to tear these clothes. Yeah, and they don't tear, so that's good. Um, so he, he gets a a nice set of clothes, uh, even just as a kid, of course, first. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and he does well. And, and so we're starting to really form like an origin I, of, of more aspects of Superman, like the, all, the, yeah. all the aspects, yeah. I mean, we're seven pages and he's still in his childhood. Um, yeah. And uh, I like how they use his uh, heat vision, his X-ray vision at full power to burn the thread apart because otherwise you wouldn't be able to, you know. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, you've got to explain, like, if it's indestructible, how are you going to tailor it? So the only thing that can do that is young Clark. Um, And then you have the Kents selling their farm and moving to Smallville to open up the general store. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Kents owning the general store was the really... uh, the, the the silver age thing um, okay, hasn't yeah. really come up outside of that they're usually just on a farm but uh yeah i've yeah, just they always make, known them from the farm yeah but anyway sorry they make him a superboy costume or yep. a super <laughs> i love just i don't know some the way like that clark is drawn when he's like a baby just makes me laugh because he's just kind of like when he's just flying into that wooden breaking it and he's yeah. just kind of not phased yeah <laughs> I, I think like the art for drawing the young young Clark is really good. Oh, I like it. Yeah, no, I just I just think it's funny. Like he's oh no, absolutely no, no. It's only because it, it's just reminded me, Connor, of I can't remember the comic I was reading. It was an older comic, but seriously, uh, the like a child was drawn, but it was literally just like a like a, a squashed smaller adult. It's like <laughs> like you know there is an art Sounds to drawing. Like Harry Frank. Yeah, <laughs> there's an art to drawing like a, a child, right? Kids. They're, they're different, yeah. totally different appearances. And, yeah, exactly. And, and this is done they to have the big heads, bigger heads. Yeah, exactly. Bigger heads, um, sausage fingers, that sort of stuff. So yeah, mm, um, sausages. 
Um, and, and so uh, uh, Jonathan Kent teaches um, Clark how to fly. He's swinging around on balloons. With a balloon, <laughs> yeah, which is really cool. Um, so he actually learns to fly. It's not like he just knows straight off the bat. And you get that with the you know the more modern takes as well, Connor. I mean, yeah, you only have, any, have even have to look at Man of Steel, like the movie, yeah, to see that it's not just like a, a, a given talent straight away. So yeah, he has uh, to learn how to do it. Um, yeah. Even though it didn't take him that long to learn, he no. still yeah. did it. Uh, the Chris Reed movies, he just knows how to fly as well. Although in Superman Returns, which is technically that continuity, I think that was the sequence where he was learning how to yeah. fly. But um, And then we get Superboy, and he gets like a career. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's people shooting at him, and he's got newspaper articles about him. And I just thought about that. It's interesting to have a universe where Superman, like, the public has known Superman since he was a boy and seen him grow into superman i think Uh that's an interesting kind of yeah because there's not really any superheroes like that where they start off as kids and grow into adults and the public knows them that whole time you know yeah no no and i I think that would make the public more trusting as well of him if they knew him as it were when he was a kid um something i never really thought about yeah that's a good point young wolverine Teenage Wolf. <laughs> um, you know, that was 200 years ago. And then... Young Bob. <laughs> um, so there's also... I, I really also like this explanation. Again, we get revisited the secret identity. You know, you can't have yeah. people you love getting hurt from what you do. Um, but there's a, a little added thing here with his glasses, which I found very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he melts them because of the heat generated by his X-ray vision, so he needs super lenses. Which is, again, uh, which is absolutely fair play. That's good. Um, I never considered yeah. it before, but they thought of this, which is great. So, um, yeah. yeah, so he goes to the old rocket and he happens to find four fairly round pieces, which he can use two of them when he's a bit younger and I guess the other two when he's a bit older. Get a couple yeah. of... Get a couple of um, couple of copies of his glasses there. Good thing there were four. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and we get this really... And again, this goes into depth as well with Lana Lang. Um, yeah, it explains her obsession with yeah. uh, if him and Superboy are the same person. And, and that's why, yeah. why not? I mean, like, you know, because people say, oh, how could everyone be fooled? I mean, well, she doesn't get fooled. And he has to go to yeah. extreme lengths, actually. He's <laughs> yeah. full-on Silver Age. He's just making robots of himself when he's, like, you yeah. know, 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does it. I mean, yeah, exactly. Actually that, actually, that is very clever. I was about to say, what you know, the smarter thing would be to just get someone that kind of looks like him. But, no, this is guaranteed that... Yeah, the robot makes a lot more sense. Although yeah. that, they do do that with, like, Batman and stuff. Um, yeah. Which is always fun, but uh, yeah. Um, also, as well, uh, again, this is continuing off the fact that Lana Lang may be suspicious. Uh, ergo, maybe a lot of people, like townspeople, so a secret entrance and a secret exit, I guess, is what Superboy needs. Yeah. So again, that's kind of created. Um, but we also yeah, get... which which is in Superboy comics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his little lair with his entrance. 
Yeah, I guess you've got to establish these sorts of things as well because, well, you, you don't yeah. need to. I mean, you could you could have those Superboy comics and you could just have him with his secret entrance uh, and I, I guess readers would just take it. Like, you know, okay, he's obviously made it. I think they did and they used this to kind of establish yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So you, I'm pretty sure this came after to establish it. Yeah, but, that's, um, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, it seems like one of those details, but it's good because it, yeah. it, it shows that he at least addresses this secret identity a bit, uh, a bit better than just you know. Yeah. Um, but then your favourite kind of crypto as well. Yeah, a good boy arrives. Yep. Um, easier wagging his little tail, uh, and um, he's got his own yeah. cape. Cape as well. Clark makes that for him, yeah. uh, and and off he goes, which is which is cool. Um, yeah. And she said he goes, my father was a real dirtbag. Um, <laughs> putting you in this rocket. No, he doesn't. He's nah. like, oh, jolly wee. Um, but yeah, so he has like, his dad let him build three secret rooms. Mm-hmm. So people will never start building any clues that he's left, uh, that Superboy lives there as Clark Kent. So he, haven't, he has an attic, collection of trophies and super souvenirs, a bedroom, storeroom for Superboy and Clark robots. <laughs> <laughs> basement rooms a workshop um it's interesting and, that uh, he hasn't got the fortress of solitude yet or hasn't been yeah oh, hasn't God, been I added the, into the origin at least i remember the golden age origin of the fortress i can't remember the silver age one if mm. there was an origin for it i'm not Does sure it, i'm just going to say all the stuff here that we're seeing in, in the attic room bedroom and the in the basement all seem appropriate mm. in the Fortress of Solitude. He didn't, he didn't have it when he was a kid. No, I, I know that. So. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I I do have a trade with the first appearances of the Fortress, and, yeah, I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, he got his one as an adult. But, uh, so he overtook the light rays that left Earth long ago. Oh, this is amazing. Rocket landed, and he watches his past unfold to find out why he gained superpowers. This is amazing. <laughs> you know, this and is... along with his super memory on Krypton, that allowed Superboy to guess the truth. And later, uh, yeah. So if he has super memory, why? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, the grasshopper. Yeah, again. So yeah, you get those touchstones as well: the train, the grasshopper, the leaping, which is and good. Good thing grasshoppers aren't man-sized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, a lot of, lot of insects aren't man-sized, then would be in a lot of trouble. Um, but yeah, that stuff as well as the you know the yellow sun, I guess the ultrasolar, you know that that explanation yeah. and and the red sun, um, which nullifies right their powers. Um, mm. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and then we also get the explanation of, of kryptonite, like more so now. Uh, there's a little mm. situation here where Clark is really sick, he's never really been sick before. Then all of a sudden, of course, like, Jonathan Kent has a slab of lead just handy. It's like, oh, if I, if I block it in front of you, you're fine. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so we learn now lead and kryptonite, uh, its effects on Superman, that sort of thing. Um, I found it really funny. He looked really kind of dorky with the... the um, High school cap on. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty great. Yeah. Um, and I, it, I really like that panel. Yes. We, so we get another address of, well, well, an address now of, because I guess readers would think, oh, you know, if I had these powers, I'd be freaking, you know, 
yeah, living, living most it up. Most of this, yeah, most of this has been explaining elements of the universe and how stuff works. But this is a part that's explaining his character, yeah, you know, and his um, personality and stuff. Which Sega's yeah. noticed. I don't know if we've had that before this page. Really, it's mostly just been him. Them explaining his powers, his costume, his glasses, all these different elements. Now, no, so now we're getting a look at the actual person. Absolutely, because prior to this, we only got the, those talks with his parents. That that yeah. brooch, that uh, you know, about being good and using your powers for good. This is Clark himself just ruminating and saying, "Well, I yeah. can't do that. It'd be like be unfair." So yeah, so he's he's saying he could be the world's greatest football player, but he can't join the team and reveal superpowers. Besides, it would be unfair to win that way. I have to pretend I'm meek and unathletic all my life, and he doesn't seem happy about it. No, I mean, which would be quite a burden to Gary. I mean, like, yeah, if you knew you were the smartest person, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example here. If you're the smartest person ever, and you know, you could win all these, I don't know, spelling bees, but you decide not yeah. to. There, you know. Uh, it's a bit of it. It's not you're you're not reaching your full potential. That sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now it gets a bit sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, again, so we, we get the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mark Kent passes away a few months before Park Kent. Um, and now he's getting the speech from Park Kent. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll get, we'll get so, oh no! I'm about to say we we get that that actual moment that he passes, which is quite yeah. Uh, the, yeah. I really like that panel of his hand dropping. Mm. It was very good. Um, we we get you know, like sorry yeah. I was saying a lot of like goofiness and stuff, but then this moment's really nice. Mm. Um, yeah, yep. Yeah. And again, a very similar shot of two tombstones now clearly named yeah. again. Um, so that is. From the previous two origins, uh, we see uh, um, spans like yeah. a couple of decades before, so that's been consistent. Yeah. And uh, this this is always because I this when I was a kid, and this bit always stuck in me, stuck with me. I always remember this. Uh, so Superboy is praying to leave Smallville, and then they all form a thing, saying mm. farewell, Superboy. We'll never forget you. And he comes with a big cake and a hat. And like I've always remembered those two panels. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why. Just, they've always mm. stuck with me. Um, that, I guess they're pretty memorable. They're not the really in the, any other origin. The cake and the hat, yeah. The cake I found <laughs> hilarious. Um, oh, yeah, and he's wearing his hat, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, and then the, everyone, like, most people preserve the cake. <laughs> yeah. And they just have it moulding away as, you know, Superboy's cake. Um, I eat a little bit of and then I preserve the rest. Oh, yeah. Because you I have did... to know what a cake baked by Superboy tastes like. Oh, yeah. It could be terrible, you know? And then you can, you can always it say, oh, shit. It could be yeah, amazing. It could be amazing, but then you could say, look, you know, he's good in everything else, but I, I, I can bake a better cake than him. <laughs> so... You know that episode of Seinfeld where she eats the $10,000 cake? Oh, I can't she... remember. Yeah, yeah. But... And him in his office and she tries to replace it, and, you know, <laughs> obviously it doesn't well, it was pretty funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I just I really like that moment where they will say farewell so we'll never forget you. I just thought that was really nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, He's got the two the two suitcases. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With his clothes. Yeah, he he's leaving, like, three rooms of Superman robots and yeah, he's behind. exactly, exactly. <laughs> and a workshop, you know, with all these yep. doomsday <laughs> no, devices. No, goes to that house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that'd be weird. Yeah, that'd be the like Phantom a house. Zone of some- 
flips that switch as it'll pop out though yeah. it's like a house of horrors and there'll be like a tunnel that, <laughs> yeah. that they'll discover where does this go it goes into the t- it goes into town like what has he been oh, doing that's a new idea <laughs> horror, horror special of some random person stuck in like superman's fortress of solitude <laughs> just, oh my god get me out of here <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um, um but we we get a little bit I guess of his life in the Daily Planet. Yeah, we cut to him as an adult, and mm. we got very classic looking uh, Clark. You know, so um, got the yeah. three, the big three. Behind yeah, his him. friends Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane, and Perry White. They're all swell people, and the job allows him to get the news on crime beforehand and act swiftly as Superman. And uh, this bit made me laugh. <laughs> I just After noticed. Many- yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, you go first. I was about to say, I just noticed Australia's on there. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. after many super deeds, a grateful world honoured the man of steel in a special way. Superman, we present you with an honorary citizenship in all the countries of the United Nations. So we have, this reminds me of that, there was like that super futuristic issue that I mentioned before and like they just had the names like Saturn. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Literally, basically. Yeah. So it's like citizenship, United States, France, Australia, Brazil. What a selection of, like... I, know. I love how uh, the UK doesn't make it on there. No, no. <laughs> managed to get everything there. They just needed... What else did they need? Uh, Africa. Some sort of African country there. Well, like, just, yeah, Brazil and France and Australia. Is, yeah. right, I'll be, I'm glad I'm there. Even if Superman's like, what an honour, but of course my main loyalty will always be to the United States yeah. where I grew up. Fair enough. And it's just like... Well, it's just, you know, you don't want any of your readers to think Superman's a communist, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. got to declare his loyalty to the United States. Yep. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, and every day as the citizens of Metropolis look up in never-ceasing order, see a flying figure flash by, a familiar cry often rings out. Is it a bird? A plane? A rocket? No, it's Superman. <laughs> uh, oh, we get how he built his fortress of solitude. Later yeah, on. I read that. Yeah, so that comes later cool. on. Yeah. Um, and how we sure first met Brainiac and Luther. Supergirl was before this, so maybe they're like reprints. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's all three of them. So I think we can really divide this into your sort of Golden Age origin and your Silver Age one. Or the Golden Age origin. Like, it's just interesting to look at it, how it evolves. You know, essentially the same origin, just evolving and evolving. And then the Silver Age one is where it changes things, I think, a fair bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, probably not not as much of a change as, like, a modern origin to another modern origin for Superman. Um, you know? Mm-hmm. So that made any sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll really bother rating them, because they're, oh, no, they're no. only, like, after the issue we read. Uh, did you have a favourite... One, do you have like a favorite preferred? Or? Oh, look, I, I just like the. Um, I mean, I guess they're all. It's really it's difficult to compare them, like you know. As a, yeah. Um, but I I, I like the uh, the one forty six one uh, only because it, it just yeah. it expands it. That's all. Um, and you get a lot yeah. of of the happenings. Um, in it, uh, I, I don't know. I just think that was that was fun. Uh, it's fun to see things that I usually wouldn't expect. Uh, like the the glasses, that sort of stuff, mm. uh, yeah. and also the, you know some of the main things like which are probably 
just bread and butter for you, kind of about stuff like the orphanage, which I, I never yeah. really knew. So yeah, no, I enjoyed it. But they all kind of cross over over each other anyway, so it's, yeah. it's difficult. Yeah. But how about you? you? You like the the first one, right? Action comics. Well, I mean, they're all as you said, they're all good. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, they all build off each other. I think fifty three might be if I had to choose my favorite because I think it strikes a balance between. You know, it explains a character, but it doesn't over-explain too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it's not bloated. It just kind of does its job. I, I really like Superman 1 as well, though. Yeah. those two. But they're they're all good. Like, and I enjoyed, like, Superman 146, I think, definitely over-explains the hell out of a lot of things. But that was just yeah. how that era was. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. And that's part of why it's fun and enjoyable. Like, um, yeah. so. And, you know, I, I, was, I, I always remember that part from... The yeah. big cake and the cake, you know. yeah, yeah. I, I certainly love the uh Krypton element of um 53, mm-hmm. was it? Yeah, I thought that was yeah. good. Um, that explanation was really good, so yeah, little yeah. bits here and there from each each of them. Um, but you're right, I mean, there's a lot of explanation in in 146, but um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just to... part of the time, like, yeah, yeah. Huh. Actually, you know, skipping forward in this issue, there's a flashback to Return to Krypton. No. Oh. His romance with Lila Leryl. Huh. Well, there you go. He's reminiscing about things in his life. I was just... That's cool. So that story was before this. Interesting. Um, oh, yeah, it would be because I was 1960. So, uh, yeah. Um, God, you could... It's crazy, and there is you could do a whole podcast just on like Silver Age comics, and there is whole podcasts on like Golden Age comics and stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think you get like on the Silver Age, you know, because wacky. And but um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. like Fifty Three. You know, I think just the closer to the classic origin. You know, kind of mm. like All Star, where it just had those four panels. You know, Dying mm. Planet, Last Hope, Kindly Couple, Superman. Like I, I like having the staples there. Yeah, and it not being too bloated, um, yeah, which is which is exactly why I like the Adventures of Superman, George Reeve origin. Yeah, I think that was like essentially Superman fifty three, and it was just done really well. You know, yeah. So yeah, but uh, I think mean, they're all good. The Chris Reeve origin, great as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, varying, uh, so... varying varying powers. Sorry, I guess you get varying levels. As oh we, yeah, as we've yeah, seen. Yeah. Um, I do love my it Superman. Just amps up each time. Well, like... I, I was about to say I do love my Superman powerful. So you know that's another reason. Yeah. Atomic rockets. Well, you know that's great. yeah. Jump from the the bursting shell to the nuclear bomb. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not well, only that. It was um, what really floored me as well was um speeding past the light rays to be able oh, yeah, to go back in time. Goes, like that is awesome. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, with the right writer, you can go nuts with this power. So I think you can write some really powerful stuff, not yeah. intense powers, but just some really high... Yeah, I mean, as as Grant Morrison said, like he's like, I'm going to make Superman more powerful than the mm. status quo just to show people that that's not a limitation to storytelling. Yeah. Um, exactly. You know, I, I don't really have a preference for how powerful Superman is personally. I like, I like if he's weaker or stronger, but... Um, okay. I think it's definitely in in modern times. I think a high powered Superman, the powers of almost a god, is untapped material. But I don't know if there's many writers that are really good enough to sort of work with that. That that's what that's the Superman I want to see. I want to see like mm. amped up. Like you know, we've got enough other heroes that 
lesser powered and street level and all. And not to say that again, Superman can't do. Street- we saw only last episode a great example of mm. street level Superman. But um, yeah. for me, you know, you're talking about Superman. We, don't, we haven't seen it go crazy in a while. I think no, yeah. and I reckon. You might as well go for broke, you know, especially with a character that can do it. Um, so that's why I like to see him kind of I mean, pull planets. When's the last time he, you know, travelled back in time, had a love story, and then Krypton blew up? You know, like just yeah. these. Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking up. I'm just skipping through this issue, and Superman's blowing through this like big Native American peace pipe, and he's wearing a headdress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, well, it was fun to go down memory lane. Again, I good. wanted to do this mostly for Ray's benefit, so Yay. when we do, do yeah. modern stuff, we can sort of, uh, you know, go back and look at these and how things have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. As for what we're doing next episode, we don't know yet. We'll talk about that off air. Mm. Um, but, uh, have we yeah, got, uh, we have, we have got feedback. Some feedback, yes. Yes, exactly. just remembered. Uh, fantastic, you guys leaving feedback. Thank uh, you so much. That's, that's I believe it was on uh, Twitter, as they say. Yep. Um, but a big thank you to um, to the feedback left there. <laughs> Interesting yep. to hear your thoughts, as always. So, uh, first off, we have Patrick D. Ryle, uh, who recommended us Superman Strength. Thank you so much. Uh, Superman 53 makes it seems like makes it seem like even if the council had believed Jor-El, they wouldn't have had time to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good absolutely. point. Actually, yeah. Um, so do we blame? Uh, do we blame Jorel that he he warned them a bit too late? Then <laughs> yeah, screw Jorel, that crazy idiot. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then he goes on to say, "I like how they rarely felt the need to extensively cover the origin in those days. Now we rarely go more than a couple of years with the story being retold. <laughs> Personally, I don't need to see Superman's origin all the time. I just want fresh new tales about him being Superman." Yeah, here, 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 here. Yeah, we, we we touched on that a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, Absolutely. You know, we don't. I think even when Man of Tomorrow was coming out, I was grafting a bit that he was set in his early years. Um, you know, give us like original Superman content. That's not that. Yeah. And uh, you know, the current run is supposed to be good. So can I can I go as far as to say, Connor? It might be you know a bit of a hot take, but it's a, a little bit of lazy yeah. writing. To just keep on going back into Origins. Like, you mm. know, if you're coming up with a pitch or a premise or a concept, the concept is, is, has got to be strong. And if you just go to Origins, then you just kind of bypass that whole step of, of creative yeah. writing and you get into I guess it. Yeah. For me, it depends why they want to do it. If they yeah, genuinely no, want to do something with that origin and explore it, because yeah. as I said before, there's a lot to work with. But yeah, if they're just if they're just being lazy and trying to set like a okay, this is a new beginning with Star Wars Superman's origin, then it's just like mm, mm. you know. Um, but that being said, Man of Tomorrow was pretty good. Like it wasn't just his, it wasn't even really his origin. Mm. It was his origin of like being Superman, but uh, we didn't get like Krypton exploding or anything. He was already in Metropolis, so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was new enough. Um, yeah, no thanks, thanks, Patrick. Uh, okay. I yeah, I agree completely. We don't need we because and getting his origin all the time makes it confusing too. It does. It's not confusing uh, um, enough, you know. Yeah, just just stick with birthright. It's good enough. It's probably the best modern one, really. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so thank you, Patrick. 
uh, look, look forward to hearing from you again. Um, and next we have uh, from our good friend Adam. Adam. Adam Superman. Uh, I always see his son destroying comics on Twitter. <laughs> oh, no, I can't. I can't see that. It's terrible. <laughs> um, so uh, he says, I'm always surprised just how little Krypton Jarrell uh, or even mention of Superman as an alien there is for the whole dec- first decade of the character. Yet Clark was still disguised. I think there's a lot to unpack here. But I guess Smallville and the Kents weren't really explored until the Superboy series, so it could just be that Origins didn't matter as much to people back then. Yeah, I think yeah. I think because uh, the Origin I think was just there to explain, you know, why Superman was doing what he was doing, giving a little bit of backstory. But like all the stories I read from the Golden Age are just they don't dwell on those things mm. on him being out on the Kents or anything, which are dwelled on so much today. You know, back then it was all about what new problem or threat he was facing. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite villains being Scoop. I think Scoop McGee or something was his name. Huh. And uh, he always scooped Clark and Clark's in a taxi. Then Scoop comes in and Scoop's like, I got a scoop here. And Clark's like, you're not going to scoop me again. Then it turns out he's corrupt. <laughs> but, you know, that was fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, I'm not sure why. Uh, maybe that was just... Maybe with storytelling back then, they just sort of didn't dwell on that type of stuff in uh-huh. comics. Or maybe they just... They were just more interested in, you know, the immediate problems that Superman was facing. Uh, uh. You know, I mean, uh, it is interesting. It'd be specific to comics because they've, you know, origins and stuff are always interesting throughout history. Um, yeah. So... You know, yeah, there there probably is a lot to unpack. Um, cool. Well, thanks very much, Adam. Thank you, Adam. And uh, yeah, so until next time, um, may your orphanage be trashed. Exactly, and with my super babe. <laughs> <laughs> and always look over your shoulder. There might be a charging bull coming your way. <laughs> yeah, or a tractor. Or a tractor. See you. Catch you later. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.